0: For victims is not the most important part for most victims. It's about the acknowledgement of what has been done.
1: The number of people known to have died in the South Korean ferry disaster last week has risen to more than 100. Nearly 200 more are still missing. Our reporter Jonathan Head is in South Korea. It's presumed all the missing are dead. That Everyone assumes that now, although some of the families haven't quite lost hope, or at least haven't quite accepted that. So... This is in essence a body count. This count goes up as the divers
2: work their way through the hull of the the submerged hull of the ship, in still
1: quite tricky conditions. And once they've retrieved a body, they put the death ca- toll up, and they knock down correspondingly the number of missing. Parents in Stotfold are unhappy their children haven't got into any of the town's primary schools. Around 20 families have missed out on a place at all three schools. Matt Lockwood reports.
2: The parents say that the schools they've been offered instead are miles away from their homes and have no direct transport. They say they intend to fight the decision. It's been reported that across Bedfordshire, 67 families have failed to get a place at any of the schools they named as their preferred choice.
1: In sports, Stevenage have been relegated from League One after a 3-1 defeat at the hands of Bristol City. Meanwhile, Luton Town skipper Ronnie Henry lifted the conference trophy after their 4-1 win over Forest Green.
3: Luton Town have been crowned conference champions. Ronnie Henry has handed the trophy. He lifts it aloft and the party has started. And Luton Town are back in the Football League.
1: And finally, speculation is growing about the future of Manchester United manager David Moyes. The club says reports that he's already been sacked are untrue. The weather will be cloudy with rain this morning, but turning brighter this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I am
4: going to retire because I'm not going to sit here all night reading emails.
5: BBC. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
6: If you walk around down by the riverside, you'll meet people from all over. Every one of them will
7: wave
4: and say hello.
5: All this week, we're featuring London Colney. you ever bit about London
7: Colney are the people. There's such a mix of people. It's very cosmopolitan. It's all about where you live.
8: Yeah, I'm a Cody girl at I would never move anywhere else.
5: The Big Tour, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: DJ's Fats and Smalls today. I'm the master mixer, the wheels of snow. No. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I've done been off, I'm back, I'm done off tomorrow. I apologise for that. Well, I've got a question, I've got a question about parking at airports. I know, I know. Not the most exciting question that could ever be asked, but it has to be. Good to see the team is uh, still here. Catherine Boyle, morning, Catherine. Still here. Kelly Betts. Morning, Kelly. I'm here. Here we go, you see. <laughs> Alan Bennett's joining us for a show today. Lots to talk about, including rats in kitchens, not the Ube 40 song. The thing. Parents in limbo, not the dance. Invented the limbo. Why would anyone think? hey, I know what, you know that really low thing over there, let's try and go under it, but face, face up. Rum. Ah. And Hasser's in heaven. That football team, done well. If you want to get in touch, then you may. This is how you do it. 08 459 455 555. Got it. Across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio After uh, Lord Wally of Webb sucked the life out of radio by playing that Westlife song I feel like I have to breathe into its lifeless body and try and resuscitate it with some up-tempo pop
10: from you because i was all alone you said it's snowing it's snowing God, i hate this weather now i walk through blizzards just to get us back together we met in the springtime at a rock and roll show it was on the bowery when it was time to go we kissed on the subway in the middle of the best thing about New York City is you and me. So why don't you come to stay? That my stuff is on the bus. I can't believe it's true. I'm three days from New York City and...
1: It's not
9: target audience. I don't know what is. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about. First up, a group of Luton neighbours have been sharing their flats with... with... rats. Oh! I hate... I hate mice. Mice are obviously disgusting... But rats are like mice to the power of a hundred.
11: I never understood the... You know Tom and Jerry?
9: Yes, I do. That was my
11: only experience of um, vermin in- infestations in the past. Wow. And then I went in the garage and put my hand in a box. <laughs> and a mouse ran across it. And I found myself doing that thing. I was the baggy stocking woman yep. on a stool going... Why? Ah!
9: What? Ah! It's the shock, isn't it? Well what, this is, what is, why are mice? Why Ooh. am I so scary Because they're not really?
11: It's the way they move.
9: Yeah, yeah. and they
11: wee on everything.:
9: Yeah, they, 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 they're incontinent mm-hmm. So rats rats must be incontinent to the power they are. of: Exactly.:
11: We had them as pets when I was a student. Rats. They're very clever.
9: You called them pets. They lived in the wall.
11: <laughs> <laughs> we called them Benny and Bjorn and they answered to their names. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, yeah they're, they're really, go. really clever. Frighteningly but,
9: so. Now, those are the fun rats, the nice rats. But they're not always nice rats, are they? We've been asked to look into the problem of rats by someone concerned that nothing is being done to stop them using sewage pipes to get into the council properties in Pond Close. This really is horrible. Apparently, they're running around inside the walls and dig this, popping up in kitchens and bathrooms. Yeah, I said dig this. Um, I can I can handle outrageous. it. I've had a week off. I'm feeling loosh. Is loosh a word?
11: Yeah, I don't think it's the word you were reaching for. OK,
9: douche. <laughs> <laughs> Our reporter, Ben Nye, went and had a look at this very serious issue this weekend.
12: OK, so I've just come into the block of flats. And um, let's knock on the door. Hi, Nikki. So you've had a bit of a problem with the rats, have you?
8: A problem that's lasted about eight years in the whole block.
12: So we're just coming through to the to the kitchen...
8: I had the council out on Monday, as you can see. We keep a bo- cup bucket in front of it to keep it out of the way. But you can see down there, there's poison, a rat trap, and you can see the claw marks with the sawdust in the corner.
12: Oh, my goodness. So th- we're looking under the sink. So they're coming through the sewage pipes? They've come through the sewage pipes and going through the cavity wall installation. They've made tunnels through it. And I can see at the back of your cupboard. you've got nothing in there. All you've got is a rat trap. Um, you've got a, a bucket for for a mop. Yeah. And then this door... Jammed shut.
8: shut. <laughs> yeah, with the rat poison down there, we cannot put any food in the bottom cupboards at all. Plates are not being put in the bottom cupboard because we've just got to rewash them to use them, and everything's trying to be put in the top cupboards or in plastic buckets, mm. as high as possible. Yeah. The body, I'd say, the longest one we've seen goes up to about eight, ten inches, with the tail on top of that.
12: Linda, you're another resident in the uh, in the flats. What effect is this having on you?
13: It's a terrible effect, because you have to keep the kitchen doors open, um, shut during the night, sorry. And the first thing in the morning, what you're doing, you're going in looking at cupboards to see how, how many rats you've got. You have to put them in carrier bags and put them in the dustbin yourself. It shouldn't be happening in this day and age. Can you hear the rats going about at, at yeah, night as well? it's a ceiling, it's like a football team. How on earth do you sleep? Well, I'm on every sedation, so... <laughs>
12: Sleeping tablets?
13: Yeah, once I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Mm. But before, you could hear them scratching up the side of the walls in the cavity there.
12: You can't leave any food out, you can't have anything, because they'll, they'll get to it.
13: Yeah, that's it. I came out last year and had a loaf of bread on top of the fridge freezer, and the middle of the bread was completely gone. dead and all the bread.
9: The dead, all the breads. Morning, guys. What horrific... What poor, what poor... I feel bad now for joking about um, Benny and Bjorn before that. What an awful situation for those poor, poor people.
11: Horrible, and not knowing... Ugh, where they are, where they've been, the what they've been eating before I, you've got to it. Ugh.
9: I think rats can do this. I know mice can do this. So I, I don't think blocking the door works, because the reason mice can get through such small holes, they can collapse their spine. Oh. So mice can get under, this is true, mice can get under doors, they can get through tiny, tiny cracks because they can collapse their spine. I'm assuming rats can do the same thing. We need a, a, we need a rat expert, a rexpert, 08459 oh, oh, four double five five double five. They are
11: clever, they can problem solve, I can tell you that, from my experiments with Benny and Bjorn. we played with <laughs> Them in a kittenish style, yes. obviously adapted for rats. Um, we used to get uh, monkey nut, and we only did it once because it didn't work. Monkey nut and a bit of um, cotton. Yeah. And play with them. You know, you just tantalise them a little bit get them to play. Yeah, they sat back on their haunches, looked at the thing, bit through the cotton, took the nut. That's and that's brain power that is not to be messed with.
9: You know the clever squirrel that does the admission impossible course. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he just run up the last pole? It's having fun. Oh, yeah, fair play.
14: One day you'll look To see I've gone For tomorrow may rain So I'll follow the sun Someday you'll know I was the one But tomorrow... Let's go.
15: news for Beds, Cards and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning the M1 London bound already looking busy around Junction 13 for Bedford just a slow patch as you join the motorway but other major routes looking good at the moment. Got some roadworks to watch out for in Stoke Mandeville. Station Road is closed in both directions around Eskdale Road. I'm Alice Glossop BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you Alice. It's coming up to 6.16. It's Monday, uh, Tuesday. There we go. We'll have that one. The 22nd of much April. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People at a block of flats in Luton say they've been overrun with rats for almost a decade. Details about how victims of Jimmy Savile conca- uh, claim compensation have been published this morning. And parents in Stockfold are unhappy their children haven't got into any of the town's primary schools. The weather today, cloudy with rain this morning, brightening up this afternoon. And they've been nice recently. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs>
17: Shoe built on blocks. I'll call them blocker boots. We'll sell a million. Block-a-boots, block-a-boots.
9: Now, while you were face down in a pile of, cho- pile of chocolate this weekend, we've been receiving phone calls from parents whose children have fallen foul of the school's admission system. In Buckinghamshire, children have been given places at a, uh, a Sikh school they never applied for. They didn't apply for it because they're not Sikh. And in Bedfordshire, parents in Stotfold have been told their children will have to go further afield because there aren't enough places at any of the town's three, count them, three primary schools. Well, Anna-Marie Callanan joins me now from Stockfold. Good morning,
18: Anna-Marie. Hi, Ian. How
9: are you this yeah, morning? I'm all right this morning, probably better than you. What's happened?
18: Um, so basically, we have three schools in the area. Um, what they, They've put up quite a few housing developments in the area recently, quite large ones. And they have basically, instead of keeping an old school um, open, they closed the school and relocated it to one of the new housing developments. So that leaves the village that has really, really grown in numbers with three schools. And now we find that our children are not being placed, about 70 children have not been placed in, um, in school placements in the schools in the village and have been sent out sort of six miles away.
9: Yeah. So let me get this. These, these, your, how old are your kids are primary school children? So, are.
18: We're talking about four year old children. Right. Okay. Here. You know these are, these are young kids um, who are very very upset about not getting placements um, one of my friend's children actually turned around to his mummy and said "And said, mummy have I been a bad boy is that why I haven't got a place at school and you know four year old children should not be made to feel like no, this. No. You no. Know, it, it's It's just really sad. And how do you explain to them that some of their children have got places at the school, but they haven't? They're going to be sent to a place they don't know with children they don't know, and that's heartbreaking. You know, I've put my son in the nursery, attached to the school, in the hope that he could form bonds with the children and get to know, familiar with the surroundings, and now he's going to be ripped away from that and sent to a place that he doesn't know. So
9: how far away has your boy got to go?
18: Six miles. Six
9: miles. Six miles there, six, six miles, miles back. Yeah,
18: but on the, you know, on the morning, we're looking at 20 minutes, half an hour in, in traffic as well. So, and this is going to have a massive impact on my life. I have, I'm a single mum. I moved up to Stockfold to be near my sister, who lost her son last year to a brain tumour. Um, so I've moved up here from Harrow, just outside of London. And, um, you know, I rely greatly on my family. I don't have fantastic health myself. So I rely greatly on my family, and, um, you know, this is going to have a big impact on my life because I can't rely on people to drive 20 minutes down the road to get my son from school. So, you know, it's a massive problem. Have you spoken to the
9: council, to the local schools? What have they said to you?
18: So, so far, quite a few mums in Stockfold. We've set up a Facebook page... And it's actually titled School Rejections. And, the ti- you know, the clue is in the title. I mean, that alone says it all. You know, mm. it's a very sad situation. We've all got together a Facebook page. We're having a meeting next week to all get together and try and talk to the council. Is there
9: anything you can actually do, though? I mean, y- yes, there's, well, there's, you can support each other, but can, can you make a change?
18: We do have. We have a slight thing going on where we think that there has been a... Ca- uh, miscalculation in the catchment area they seem to have done the catchment area from the old road cross not where it's been moved to so we are hoping that on those grounds we might actually be able to do something about it but there's no guarantees so you know this is something we are going to fight we're going to see if we can have a resolution because it's you know it's very unfair that some children get places, other children don't. You mm. know, there seems to be no rhyme or reason to... Apparently, a child from Lankford has got into Rowcroft. And that, to me, is bizarre, because that's where, you know, children are being sent out to school. So,
9: so how, and... how close is your local school to you, the school you were My hoping to get school, into?
18: It would, take, it would take me two minutes in the car. It would take me maybe ten minutes to walk there. Wow, and you didn't get in... No.
9: Must be gutting.
18: Absolutely. I mean, there's no, you know, the education system talks about, you know, how we must care for our children and nurture them, provide them with a safe environment where they feel safe and secure, which is exactly what we've done. We've put them in this beautiful nursery attached to the school and they feel safe and secure, and then we're going to take that all away from them and put them in a place that is completely strange to them. Yeah, And that, to me, is just really sad. And
9: as a parent, it's tough, but uh, you, you know, four- and five-year-olds, are looking on the, the little bit of bright side, four- and five-year-olds are very tough and very resilient. They are. Uh, and they adapt to change, to change well. So uh, although it's not perfect, and hopefully you can get him into a, a, a closer school, you, your little boy's going to be all right, isn't he?
18: I hope so. I'm I sure he will. I'm so. sure he's they, a good lad. They do, actually. I have to actually put forward that um, a lot of the parents in the village do not have cars. Yeah. And their suggestion for not having a vehicle is that a taxi will come and pick them up. So oh. we're supposed to put our four-year-old children oh, no. into a car with a stranger and say, oh, she go to
9: No, home. no, no. Everything's
18: going to be okay. And that, for me, is not acceptable. That's,
9: that's, that's crazy. As a parent, it's, I wouldn't be up know. for that. With yeah, a I parent.
18: wouldn't, would you? No. I mean, any normal human being... You know, it, it's incredible, really. Especially,
9: especially as I was, I was um, with my four-year-old uh, last week, and he's he was in a taxi with me, and he was trying to jump out the window. So, <laughs> Can you
18: imagine,
9: It would be awful. <laughs> Anna Marie, keep in touch. Let us know how things go. I hope things work out I for you wouldn't. and all, all of your other families.
18: Thank you so much for all your support. You know, you're I love listening to your show in the morning, and you are sort of a fantastic voice for the community.
9: Well, Anna Marie, thank you very much indeed. I think she may be referring to Jonathan Vernon Smith there, but <laughs> best of luck. Anna-Marie Callanan from uh, Stofford. Tell me your stories about getting your kids into schools and into the wrong schools. You wouldn't put a four-year-old into a cab. Flipping it, my boy was trying to jump out all over the place last week. If you want to uh, share your uh, stories and your woes about that, 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 London bound, things already looking busy around Junction 13 for Bedford, also showing up as quite slow between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, anti clockwise, things building up between junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport, that's looking good though, we've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you, Alice. You can give us a call about schools, you can give me a call about rats. And also, if you're a seasoned traveller via the airports, I need a little bit of help. 08 455 555 This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio It's coming up to 6.30 Let's get the latest news and sport now Is Lee Agnew
15: Across beds, hearts and bugs
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
1: Six. The headlines, people who live at a block of flats in Luton have been living with rats for almost a decade. They say the council has found a problem with the sewers in Pond Close, but it hasn't been fixed. Adverts will appear in national newspapers today telling those who were abused by Jimmy Savile how they can claim compensation. Those who come forward will have to prove what contact they had with him. The number of people known to have died in the South Korean ferry disaster last week has risen to more than 100. Nearly 200 more people are still missing. And parents in Stotfold are unhappy their children haven't got into any of the town's primary schools. Around 20 families have missed out on a place at all three schools. The weather will be cloudy with rain this morning, but turning brighter this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town lifted the conference trophy after their 4-1 win against Forest Green. Andre Gray scored his 30th goal of the season to cap off a good day at Kenilworth Road for manager John Still.
19: 30 goals, 100 goals for the club, on line for 100 league points. It's fantastic, so unbelievable day, yeah, great day. And not only a great day, but a good performance, football was good. He's
1: very emotional and I'm very proud. It was another story for Stevenage, who've been relegated from League One after losing 3-1 at home to Bristol City. Borough manager Graham Wesley is disappointed with the outcome.
15: We Probably none of us saw the fight that we'd have liked to have seen, but it's, as I say, it has been tough. Um, they're playing against some really good quality players week in, week out. It's Physically, it's really demanding. If you're getting strained and you're getting pulled around and you know, you're not getting to see as much of the football as perhaps you'd like, um, and that can happen when you're at you know, a certain level, um, you know, it can be really difficult. And mentally, you've got to show a lot of resilience to stay strong.
1: Elsewhere, Watford's Championship playoff hopes are all but over after their two undefeated Queen's Park Rangers. In League One, MK Dons drew two all at home to newly promoted Brentford and Wickham lost 1-0 at Fleetwood in League Two. Speculations growing about the future of Manchester United manager David Moyes. The club says reports that he's already been sacked are untrue. But Ian Herbert from the Independent says that after United failed to qualify for the Champions League next season, the rumours aren't a great surprise.
20: In many
21: ways, Moyes had the same creed and philosophy that Sir Alex Ferguson had in terms of wanting to bring young players through. But I think the Everton results on Sunday confirmed that the club just seemed to lack the ambition, the kind of tactical sort of acuity, the invention in terms of how to get the best out of players to take the club on and I, and I think that the supporters feel that in, in large numbers.
1: And finally there's been an upset at the World Snooker Championship with Michael Wasley beating the world number two Ding Junhui in his debut appearance. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at seven o'clock. <laughs>
5: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
1: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Yop, 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 yop. Ah, well, wait, Catherine has joined me in my studio. Good morning, Catherine. Yeah, your studio. Thank you. Uh, you're looking very glamorous. You're not. I'm painting. A, no, I'm painting a picture. Theatre of the mind. You're looking very glamorous and glowing today. <laughs> You must have had a good night's sleep. You look no, well rested. No, I didn't. Rested. I didn't
11: sleep at all. I had that thing where you know you've got to go back to work and you start counting down the minutes. So
9: you get up before me, and mm. when I get up, the first thing I do is reach to my phone, and uh, just check emails, Facebook, and it kind of helps me wake up. Yeah. And when you've posted something on Facebook in the morning before I've woken up, I know that you're having a bad day. I never day. do that. No, you're having a bad day.
11: And I never usually put miserable posts on. No. I just thought, I have to share this with somebody.
9: Share them as well. We're looking in the papers. I can't find this Jimmy Savile no, compensation advert, which makes me... Why wonder, well, I, I, maybe, if you've spotted one of these Jimmy Savile compensation adverts in your, uh, um, I nearly did a little thing there, and I went, uh, in one of your newspapers, then give me a call, 08459 455 505, so, I've been away, I'm off tomorrow, apologies, and then then I'm working every single day uh, until um, th- th- doomsday, but uh, last week I went to uh, Paris, lovely, I t- should I tell you what's big in Paris? Um, groping on the train, in no, my experience. No, none of that. Eyebrows. They love eyebrows in France, don't they? Big, bushy eyebrows. Mm. And that's just the women. It's primarily the men. The, the, what I notice in France... The women exude a kind of haughty, arrogant sexuality about them, uh, and the men are got They're big annoyed. eyebrows.
11: Um, in Paris, the women are annoyed, and I know why. Why? Well, I lived there for six months, oh, and I was you. annoyed by the time I left. No, it's just very—you know—you can't go on the metro without having someone touching you up, or and you can't can't walk down the street without someone following you home. I once said bonjour to a very pleasant um, French gentleman, you yeah. know, an old-fashioned old chap, and he said something very lewd in response. Disgusting. It's quite um, sexually attitude. heavy.
9: You can perhaps. imagine making love to a French woman while she's smoking a galois. <laughs>
11: and looking unimpressed.
9: Yeah, looking unimpressed. Looking at watch. Are you finished? Thank you. <laughs>
11: uh,
9: and then go. But So we did that, and that was nice. And we, 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 we took the boys up the Eiffel Tower. Now, if you've ever carried a two-year-old up the Eiffel Tower to the uh, deuxième étage, the second floor... Uh, I know Can what- you
11: go up to the Troisier étage
9: anymore? Uh, I Yeah yeah I couldn't be bothered I couldn't be bothered You had the big queue For the lift I thought I'd Stuff that uh, it, it, Carrying a two year old He walked up like A couple of the bits And then carrying A two year old Now I know What fat people feel like Walking upstairs Serious And I'm being serious That is a lot Of of weight to carry it's like those um, I felt like Jeff Capes the world's strongest man where he had to carry a big rock mm-hmm. and put it on the back of a cart I was doing that I seriously I did a scoring I nearly went to a and E. I I thought I was dying Paul Scorinth went to A&E, trial- by the way, because he, he thought he was having a heart attack. He so was just jogging.
11: He'd, he'd run. <laughs> he did some running. But very, very hard, strenuous
9: running. Oh, yes. Um, so it was. So
11: you put the child down, everything was better.
9: Yeah, yeah.
11: Did he enjoy the uh, deuxième étage?
9: Oh, they love the deuxième Metage. They loved it. So that was they fun. They like Love You. They love Love You. Uh, and then we went to Euro Disney. Good, M- magical. It's a. Ma- it's not called Euro Disney. It's called Disneyland Paris. Yeah, Euro Disney, but it's it's a magical place where dreams can come true. And to see the children's faces light up as as um, they saw Mickey, and both the boys got a little crush on Minnie, and they saw Minnie, and Mary Poppins went past, and my, my boy boys met Snow White. <laughs> Wonderful. Luckily, they didn't uh, see how miserable. All of the serving staff were there. Just you you can imagine someone going for a job at Euro Disney. Well, your CV's great. You you've, you've you've worked in theme parks. You you've, you've worked with people. You do Can I ask do you like people? Oh yeah, I love I love adults. I love kids. I love to serve. I love smart I don't think it's going to work out. We're kind of looking for kind of surly, dour, miserable people who won't make eye contact and will be very rude.
11: I think there might be um, a process by which, and I know there is a process by which, they line them up at the beginning of the season and they go along with a clipboard with the new recruits and they say, fur, fur, face...
9: Oh, wow. And all
11: the mingas get put in the masks.
9: Wow. Oh and all
11: the good looking types, like you and I. Yes. We get the costumes. I can imagine myself as a Snow White possibly, you know, I've got that kind of Snow White's mum. Sunny disposition. Maybe the wicked <laughs> queen, yeah, on most mornings. But we'd get we'd get face. Okay. There must be a third group who don't even get to that point. Yeah. Who look really miserable, they get they put get in miserable. the uh, in they the
9: hatches. Were so, they were so great and I mentioned it to some of my friends who've been to the proper Disney in America. And of course, in America is the home of good service. I mean, they may be atrocious at many, many things. They do service brilliantly. And all my friends who've been to, to, to the real Disney said, "Oh no, you wouldn't get that." Everyone's—they're uh, not what, allowed. There was—we had to move out of the way because a truck was coming with uh, with Donald Duck on. And you know, in America, I'm uh, boys and girls. I'm so sorry. Could you? What we got? Hey, move! No. Hey, move! I beg your pardon? I'm sorry. Are you a Disney employee? Jean-Claude. And also, right, after that, there was a springtime um, uh, kind of like little thing where a lot of the characters go by in a car. Easter bonnets. You're wonderful, wonderful. The the chimney sweeps come by from uh, Mary Poppins, right? This is why they told us to move because a carriage, a beautiful coloured carriage was coming carrying the chimney sweeps, right? The chimney sweeps... We're just, they were just sat there having a chat with each other. Fag, maybe. They were. They didn't have a fag on. <laughs> but they were just sat there having a chat with each other. And I'm thinking, Oi, until you pass through those double doors, you are on show. Come on, wait, wave, wave to my boys. Were
11: they chatting in character? Were they talking about flus? I, I
9: didn't get that close. Mary Poppins. I didn't get... I did say when Mary Poppins and Dick Van Dyke went by, I went... Hello, Mary Poppins. <laughs> and Dick Van Dyke laughed at me. It wasn't Did Dick it? Van Dyke. I don't know what the p- character's His called. It was
11: Richard. Yeah,
9: Richard. <laughs> anyway, you can share your experiences of the uh, excitement and disappointments of uh, Euro Disney. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Should we play a song? Go on. And then look at the papers. Yeah, that's go what on. they call them in France. <laughs> Uh, telling me it's someone who I've never heard of birthday today. Carol Drinkwater. Who? Carol Drinkwater. Don't say any more. Let's see if anybody knows because I know the phone's been busy today. Let's see if anybody knows. Carol Drinkwater. Yeah, it'll be 66, Carol. I know she listens. Who is Carol Drinkwater? She, you, you just said it to me as if I was Oh, Carol Drinkwater. You'd
11: recognise her face. She's one of those. OK,
9: 08459 555 is the phone number. Who on earth just Carol- give you a
11: hint? No! Oh, don't. She's
9: miserable Sunday evenings. She's time to go home, kids. What's uh, what's in the papers?
11: All manner of things. People start to worry about getting old at the age of 50, a study suggested yesterday. (laughs) Ian, you
9: worried? I'm worried now. I'm 41 in two months.
11: I'm 36 and I already feel like maybe the best of my years are behind me. (laughs) Isn't that awful?
9: It is. It is, but fair. And also true. Yes.
11: Um, women are more likely to fear getting older, listing loneliness, health issues and losing their independence as their main concerns. Hey, happy Tuesday, everyone.
9: I love looking at things close up, but I often can't be bothered to travel to them. Right. Common uh, problem, I imagine. It is a problem. So what I normally use, binoculars. The problem with binoculars, <laughs> you've got whole hold them. What kind
11: of items are we talking about you looking at through your binoculars?
9: Or not clothes as my uh, 2 T Roll calls them. Um trees, deer, ladies. <laughs> okay. But the problem if I'm looking at ladies through binoculars, I have to hold the binoculars. Or oh, good. good. My hands are Oh god <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Stop. If I'm looking at, let's say, if I'm looking at a dear lady, dear, dear lady, if I'm looking at a deer at a distance... Um, How often does it happen I <laughs> have this conundrum? My hands are full with the binoculars.
11: You might want to look at the map to see where the next point on your geocaching... Or,
9: or I, can't, I, can't is. Jo- I can't draw a little sketch yes. in my sketch pad. Okay, well, look at this <laughs> paper. <laughs> Page forty-four of the of the Sun. Oh my goodness! Forget expensive, bulky binoculars. Hands-free binoculars give you the magnification of binoculars in a lightweight pair of glasses. No more carrying heavy, bulky binoculars. So lightweight, you will hardly know that you have them on. But everyone else will. You look like a perv. I better know I've got them. I want to see things further away. This is like old-fashioned Google Glass. (laughs) Amazing new hands-free binoculars. Zoom in at home or away with up to 400% magnification. Some of the examples. A bird. A man on a horse. A man doing a wheelie on a motorbike. <laughs> 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 They're free. They're free, free. With hands what? free binoculars for every reader. I want one. Oh, hang on. Amazing introductory offer: buy one pair of hands free binoculars for just nineteen ninety-five, and get a second pair free. Come on, I'll go two's in with you. I, I want. Can I get the free pair then? <laughs> yeah. You get the ones you pay for. No. But what's brilliant, right? <laughs> the only, the only hands-free binoculars you'll ever need. As though there are a massive range of hands-free binoculars. Which hands-free binoculars do I take today? Oh, these are the only ones I'll ever need. Pass me my Pervo gogs. <laughs> Look at this. There's a picture of the woman wearing them. She looks like she's got melt <laughs> bottles on. Your head follows the action. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh man alive. Right, okay, we're gonna go we're gonna go to the travel and then we're, we're gonna we're gonna order some of these. These are just too good to, to pass up.
15: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M Southbound looking heavy on the speed sensors between Hitchin and Stevenage. Also the M1 London Bound, heavy going between junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise, slow going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you very much, Alice. Right. Six. <laughs> 6:47. It's Tuesday the 22nd of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. And I do hope that Matt is racking up the weather as we speak. Matt, are you racking up the weather as we speak? No, he is now. <laughs> People at a block of flats in Luton say they've been overrun with rats for almost a decade. Details about how victims of Jimmy Savile can claim compensation have been published this morning. And parents in Stockfold are unhappy their children haven't got into any of the town's primary schools. Fingers crossed, Matt's racked up the weather. Don't think he has.
5: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
15: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: No. No. Despite that, uh. Ah, he's he's racked it up now! Morning weather! Morning. Morning. Ah, balls...
17: If
5: you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. What could I do? I started to scream, of course. I didn't have time to give my last hug, you know. But there is a way you can hear it all again. You're listening to a special programme on BBC Three Counties Radio
22: looking at the incredible story of St Albans woman Philomena Lee.
5: Go to bbc.co.uk slash threecounties and click on Listen Again. All of our programmes are available for seven days, allowing you to listen to what you missed. bbc.co.uk slash
9: counties Lee Agnew, uh, our news gentleman this morning, and he is indeed a gentleman. Every time a lady comes into the office, he stands up. Um, has sent us this message. The woman who sang that song, uh, Rush Hour, Jane Weedlin, played Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, we know. We've, we know. She was also in Star Trek for The Voyage Home. They're making a, a trequel. 3rd They're making a third Bill and Ted movie. Oh, what for? <clears throat> for fun. For giggles. For what's-its and giggles. Uh, Wally from Watford's on the line. Morning, Wally. To make
7: money. That's why I'm making the film, to make money. <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> uh,
9: Weather. What- Not today, Jeffrey. What else have you got in the papers?
11: Um, parents want to win more than their children. Two out of three children dislike competitive sport... I have to do it in that voice. I don't like sport. Tough. How- ...or feel unmoved by a desire to win, with many anxious at the prospect of losing, A survey suggests. Tough. That is life. <laughs> a competitive streak was far more important to today's parents, who are t- typically more committed to team games than their children. I blame this on pass the parcel.
9: Go on. Oh, go on. Yeah, Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
11: Because they are shielded from disappointment in a mild way from the moment they're able to go to parties, right? Everyone gets a prize. Everybody wins. No. No my parties, they don't.
9: Yeah, you're the one that... that I knew there was someone who um, played uh, Pass the Parcel in a naughty way. It's you. Not
11: in a naughty way. In the right way, right? Right. Because I noticed that children were sitting there waiting for their turn. They realised they were going to get a turn and they were all going to get a suite. And then when they had their suite, they weren't interested until the last final moment and they realised that there was a a prize up for grabs. And they thought that because they've had a suite, they're probably not going to win. They've already rumbled us, parents. You Uh. need to change the goalposts. Here's what you do: put four fits in. Yeah. Everyone's involved. Everyone's having a laugh. Everyone joins in. They're gripped, let and back. then they learn to win.
9: I don't. I don't think I like you. I think that's a really miserable way. No, it's not to play it.
11: It's a fun way to play it. Come on, they, these kids They're just are just like... sitting there waiting for their Haribo star They're mix. Four and... years
9: old. No. Let them play and let them win something. They for need to sakes. feel the jeopardy. That's the M- fun. M-O-A-P-Farrer. ap Right. That's it. mo ap Why? A man of 74 has become the second runner probed for an unbelievable time in the London Marathon. OAP, Frank Staples, chugged around the first half of the 26-mile course in three and a half hours. But he did the second 30 miles in a blistering one hour, 14 minutes, only seven, second, seven minutes slower than the women's world record set by Paula Radcliffe.
11: Well done him.
9: No, he, Mr. Staples, a retired insurance broker from Great Summerford Wilts, denied cheating and blamed a technological error for his finishing time of four hours, thirty-nine minutes, and fifty-seven seconds. He said, A cheat? Good God, no. I don't remember being matched to record times. I can't explain it, it's not my fault. Now go away. There's a picture of him cheating. I mean, um, running really, really fast. He looks
11: um, like he looks like Billy Wiz.
9: Hey, good good news, sports fans. What's that? Luton Town, he says, turning to the screen to read the script, have been crowned conference champions
23: in front of a packed house at Kenilworth Road. Daly was there. What was it like, Just? Oh, boss, it was absolutely fantastic. Over 10,000 people there yesterday. Uh, the atmosphere was terrific. Uh, in terms of money to the club, it's uh, worth over £1.2 million a year to go back into the Football League. Ian, I could sit here right now and play fan after fan after fan of, no. of what I thought of yesterday. Y- y- but you wouldn't be allowed to. Yes, but... I think, <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think this this next clip coming up sums it up for me. Here's a fan at the final whistle. So there we go. The trophy has just been lifted. Sir, how happy do you feel right now? Absolutely ecstatic. My dad's third game of the season. Seasonally
7: he older for many years and he's seen his voice back in the football league. Absolutely, words cannot describe...
9: Seriously you starting to cry, aren't you? Yeah,
3: I am Years and years my dad will be down here I'm 50 this year My dad's not been well it means everything
9: there you go. Okay. Emotional stuff. If, well, emotional stuff, and he's obviously it he, he, he would it would appear that maybe that gentleman is crying for a little bit more than the success of the football team. His dad's poorly.
23: Yes, crying <laughs> at a football game, though. Just really. Listen, flipping we, it. we we spoke about this last week. We had lots of people phoning up saying I was in tears when they heard the news about Lucentown being promoted. But there you go. To anybody who's who's not a football fan, I think that sums it up really because it's not just about the football. For argument's sake, my granddad, who's sadly no longer here, he was a Luton town supporter. He passed it on to to my dad and he's passed it on to me. You've got generations of people there yesterday going as a family. It just means so much to those people. You got to speak to the manager as well, didn't you? Yes, uh, John Still. uh, I love John Still. He's such a character. He's such a geezer. Um, We spoke to John again yesterday when he was going up the tunnel because the fans mobbed him. Here's what happened.
19: John, John, what an afternoon. The fans (laughs) come on the pitch for you. Come on. How do you feel right now? Sum up your emotions if you can. Absolutely amazing, just amazing day and you know, being a professional amazing performance in the circumstances you know we, we won the league that playing and normally there's a little bit of an aftermath And but uh, we just we played really well today second half was terrific so special day just a special day all round
23: these people absolutely love you I mean as a human being we all want to be loved but, but walking out of this ground
19: tonight yeah. your head must be so big no it's not it's not I normally take things in my stride a bit but it's in a very very emotional day very yeah. emotional your family here as well I mean you, you yeah. can see what it means to your family no absolutely you know it's a tough job and they they supported me, and they've supported me. <laughs> Since I've been doing it, so just a special day, a special time for for me and my family. I mean, how are you going to be celebrating tonight? Well, I believe it, and I, I'm. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm going to have a few drinks. But I'm going over to Mallorca in the morning to are see you? to see my granddaughter. Oh, I've only seen her when she was born. She's not well, she's about six weeks old. So I'm going over to see her in the morning and come back on Thursday. I mean, you're up the tunnel here for your own safety because the fans
23: have mobbed you. No. Um, this must be the best day in your footballing career. It's got to be. Uh,
17: yeah.
19: lunatic by the way is the uh, Steve Norton. it is is a special day but you know I won this league with a team that I supported as well which was special but because it's happening now this is Amazing, it's an amazing day, just amazing, I can't explain, it's amazing, amazing, and it's still going to come, you don't want to be talking to me, you want to go enjoy the party, all the best John, take care, Three three
23: months. Well it sounds like a, it was an amazing day just. It was, it was an amazing, amazing, amazing day, and of course uh, come August, Luton Town are back in League Two, back in the Football League after five years. Well I hope they enjoy the, their year there before they come <laughs> back down. Oh dear. Now
9: listen, a, 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 a bit of bad news, you know uh, Glen Campbell, mm. it's his 78th birthday today, Yeah. Yep. He's just been moved into a care home because his, his Alzheimer's has got so bad. Yeah, I heard, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Glenn, so I'm, if you don't mind, Just, I'm going to cut this a bit short so I can squeeze in a bit of uh, Glenn, but we'll talk more about Luton later. Yep, you go for it. Cheers, my dear, Ta-ta.
14: Dear
24: friend of mine, the weather's fine. Decline. And the climb, those Spanish stairs, you've heard so much about, but Rome has lost its glory. Wonder
9: Glen Campbell, 78 today, just moved into a care home because of his Alzheimer's. I think maybe we'll play a few more Glen Campbell songs for the week. We love you, Glen. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the latest travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel
15: news for beds, cards and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aylesbury on the speed sensors, the A41 looking heavy in both directions between the Broughton Lane and the Woodlands roundabout. Also still delays on the M1 London-bound, slow between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport, Spur and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise, very heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Alice, thank you very much. Rats, getting your kids into primary school or not, as the case may be. Oh, and I've got a question about airports. I must remember to ask this question. It's very important.
1: clock Leak knew The headlines, people in Luton say their homes are plagued with rats, compensation for victims of Jimmy Savile and another row about school places in Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. People who live at a block of flats in Luton have been living with rats for almost a decade. They say the council has found a problem with the sewers in Pond Close, but it hasn't been fixed. Tenants say it's turned their lives upside down.
8: We cannot put any food in the bottom cupboards at all. Plates are not being put in the bottom cupboard because we've just got to rewash them to use them.
13: It's a terrible effect because you have to keep the kitchen doors shut during the night and the first thing in the morning what you're doing, you're going in looking at cupboards to see how many racks you got.
1: Adverts will appear in national newspapers today telling those who were abused by Jimmy Savile how they can claim compensation. Those who come forward will have to prove what contact they had with him. The child protection consultant Joanna Nicholas says payouts aren't the priority for victims.
0: If you are concerned that you have been a victim of maltreatment or abuse or a crime, then you go to the police. And compensation for victims is not the most important part for most victims. It's about the acknowledgement of what has been done.
1: The number of people known to have died in the South Korean ferry disaster last week has risen to more than 100. Nearly 200 people are m- still missing. Our reporter, Jonathan Head, is in South Korea. It's presumed all the missing are dead. That Everyone assumes that now, although that some of the families haven't quite lost hope, or at least haven't quite accepted that. So this is, in essence, a body count. This count goes up as the divers... Work their way through the hull of the the submerged hull of the ship
2: in still quite tricky conditions, and once they've retrieved a body, they put the death ca- toll up and
1: they knock down correspondingly the number of missing. Parents in Stotfold are unhappy their children haven't got into any of the town's primary schools. Around 20 families have missed out on a place at all three schools. One of the parents, Anna-Marie Callanan, says it's very upsetting.
18: One of my friend's children actually turned around to his mummy and said, Mummy, have I been a bad boy? Is that why I haven't got a place at school? It's just really sad. And how do you explain to them that some of their children have got places at the school but they haven't?
1: In sports, there's mounting speculation that Manchester United's about to sack manager David Moyes. United a seventh in the Premier League, 23 points behind the leaders Liverpool. Stevenage have been relegated from League One after a 3-1 defeat at the hands of Bristol City. Meanwhile, Luton Town skipper Ronnie Henry lifted the conference trophy after their 4-1 win over Forest Green.
3: Luton Town have been crowned conference champions. Ronnie Henry has handed the trophy. He lifts it aloft and the party has started. And Lutontown are back in the football league.
1: Finally, the weather will be cloudy with rain this morning, but turning brighter this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties Lee, this Jimmy Savile compensation advert, Ooh. do we
9: know what papers it's
1: in? Because I've not been able to find it. No, it says some of the newspapers, so I haven't seen it personally yet. OK. We can have a look.
9: We'll put it out to listen. Lee, thank you very much indeed. If you've seen those uh, those adverts in your paper, could you give us a call? wait. 459 455 555 I'm just keen curious to know what they look like and and, and what they're suggesting. So if you've seen those Jimmy Savile uh, compensation ads in your papers this morning, uh, maybe I've missed them. Oh, eight four five nine 455 555.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
22: It's such a nice place. It's a good place. People are nice, people are friendly. It's
5: all about where you live. London Colney has all the features that you could want. And all this week we're featuring London Colney.
6: I mean, if I had opportunity, I'd live here like you in London Colney. i like it very much.
5: The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs>
9: This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about, including rats in kitchens, parents in limbo, and hatters in heaven. Do you want to get in touch, 08459 555.
5: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
9: This is BBC Three Counties now, Radio. He's good, that Lee you? He's good. He's um, just messaged me saying the adverts are apparently in the Mirror and the Times. Now, I don't have uh, the Mirror, but I do have the Times. So let's have a little uh, look in here and see if we can spot it. I'm going to hand it to my production team and they can have a little look. See if we can find it. It's would be interesting to see what it looks like, what it's saying. What the language is that's being used. If you've seen it, if you've got a copy of The Mirror, we don't get The Mirror. I don't know why I like The Mirror. Uh, 08459... That is The Times, isn't it? I'm good for giving you that. Thank you very much. 08459 four double five five double five. Now, we've been contacted by a group of neighbours from Luton who tell us they've been left to share their flats with rats for almost a decade. Ah. <coughs> oh. For eight years, the residents of Pond Close have been battling to keep their council homes clean while rats run around inside the walls and pop up in their kitchens and their bathrooms. It seems they're getting in through the sewage pipes. Well, here's what some of the tenants told us Enjoy your breakfast. We
8: cannot put any food in the bottom cupboards at all. Plates are not being put in the bottom cupboard because we've just got to rewash them to use them and everything's trying to be put in the top cupboards or in plastic buckets mm. as high as possible. The body, I'd say, the longest one we've seen goes up to about 8, 10 inches, with the tail on top of that.
13: It's a terrible effect, because you have to keep the kitchen doors shut during the night, and the first thing in the morning, what you're doing, you're going in looking at cupboards to see how many racks you've got. You have to put them in carrier bags and put them in the dustbin yourself. It shouldn't be happening in this day and age. I came out last year and had a loaf of bread on top of the fridge freezer, and the middle of the bread was completely gone. They'd eaten all the bread.
9: They'd eaten all the bread. Well, David Westcott is the director of A1 Pest Control in Luton. Morning, David. Good morning. This must sound quite familiar to you.
25: Um, yes, that sounds very bad,
9: yes. The lady, we had one person there saying, a rat eight inches long plus the tail on top. Is, is that a big rat? Is that one of these super rats, or is that normal-sized?
25: Um, they can grow quite large and grow up to the size of cats. All you have to do is keep feeding them, and they'll get bigger and bigger. Um, uh, it's um, all depends on, on on food supply.
9: The tenants say that the solution so far has just been to leave poison out. Is, that, that's not enough, surely.
25: Well, I don't understand why it's not working. Um, rats are immune to some sorts of po- poisons, so you you know if you if you find it's not working, then change your poison. Um, until you find that one, one that is working is
9: poison enough, though, David. If there are lots of them, if there is an infestation, is it not going to need something a little bit more drastic than that?
25: Well, you, you can put traps down. You can do all sorts of things, gel pads and that. You can catch them. Um, but at the, end, at the end of the day, um, you've got to do this on a big scale. Uh, if you've got a big, big, um, you know, infestation. Um, and, uh, you know, it, uh, to me it sounds very dangerous because the um, um, the rats don't seem to be caught. And if they're in the fabric of the building, uh, the danger is also from fires, not just from uh, oh. uh, the health side of it. So it's a very serious matter. I mean, if they start chewing through cables, which they're quite capable of doing, if they're under the floorboards or in the fabric of the house, and that's where your, your cables the um, things of the house are, yeah, um, uh, that, that's a very dangerous situation.
9: Ten years, an infestation of ten years as well. It sounds like they're pretty settled there, doesn't it?
25: Yes, but, um, I you know, I mean, at the end of the day, they haven't got on top of the job, and that's what it's all about. Um, right,
9: David, if you went in, as, and I know you've not seen it, but if you went in as, as the, the boss of A1 Pest Control, what would you do? How, how would you go about tackling something like this?
25: Uh, well, it, it'd just be uh, find exactly where they're getting in from um, and make sure that there's sufficient poison to cope with the job. The sound of it—I I just can't believe it can be there for ten years. I mean, they may be clearing it, clearing it up once, and then um, they, they're coming back because we've got—I um, mean, in the newspapers recently, um, well, last year we were called the rat capital of Europe. Uh, there's more rats in Luton than anywhere else on the planet, I think, because we're not what? putting sufficient poisons down oh, in the quantities that we were before. Uh, councils are hard-strapped for cash. Um, and it's a question of, of killing them all over the place. If you just kill them in one area, obviously they're a breeding um, uh, population. A pair of rats, provided they can have sufficient food, uh, sufficient warmth, you know, warmth, and um, and they can get water, um, they'll they'll turn into a thousand rats within a year. So that's the importance of it. They, they breed certainly a lot faster than rabbits
9: and. Uh, will know what they do. Well, they, they breed like, like, well, like rabbits. David, A rabbit. are, are, are rats the same as mice? Because mice can collapse their spine, can't they? Which is how they get, get under doorways and get through really small gaps. Can rats do the same thing?
25: I'm not too certain about that, but, um, you know, they, they can certainly get through small spaces. Blimey.
9: David, I appreciate your time. David Westcott, Director of A1 Pest Control in Luton. Wow. If Luton is the uh, rat capital of Europe, then uh, he, he's going to be busy... <laughs> How do we know David's not just releasing them into the wild? I'm sure he's not. Uh, well, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you live in Luton, you've probably seen rats. Then it's the rat capital of Europe. Have you? Have you come across any? How did you deal with them? How do you get rid of them? Rats are flipping horrible. Uh, and if you don't live in Luton, if you live elsewhere in the three counties, what's been your situation with, uh, with rodents and with rats and mice and things like that? Kind of, when you hear rats eight inches long plus their tails, kind of makes you think, oh, well, do you know what, some mice wouldn't be so bad. I remember once going out with a girl, and she lived in North London in Bounds Green, uh, and uh, there was a mouse in her bedroom. What are we going to do? We're going to stay awake all night. That's what we're going to do terrifying absolutely terrifying this little thing running around and they tend not to cross rooms they uh they, they stick close to the walls don't they which is why you put the the traps at the side of the walls that's what they're there for oh eight four five nine four double five five double five we've got uh, uh, we've got a pest controller on the line morning mark Morning, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. You, you. When you say pest controller, this is your, your job, is it, or just a hobby? This is my full-time job, yes. What do you yeah. reckon to, to, to this rat infestation, then?
4: Right, well, what, what, what it is, is um, basically, um, in order to get rid of them, you've got to do three things. Yeah, go uh, on. Uh, Exclusion, restriction, and destruction. Yeah. What mm. that means is you need to exclude them from the area, um, uh, uh, restrict their movement, uh, and then basically put things down to get rid of them. Now, what it is, when you have a situation like this, uh, uh, it's quite often you can have a break in a sewage pipe. So what, they, what they'll be doing is, is you can have an old pipe, uh, you can have a new building yeah. built on, a, uh, uh, on, on an old site, and you can have an old pipe underneath, so they're constantly coming up from the old pipe into the building. Now, I've dealt with this for years, and what you need to do is you need to have a camera survey. Of the drains underneath the property. Yeah, go on. If you have a camera survey, if there's any broken drains or anything like that, that will allow you to spot where they are and seal them up. Now, there are things like when you've got the the sewage pipe going down into the sewer, um, there's basically a a one-way cap that you can fit over it to stop the rats coming up the sewer. So what it does is it lets the waste out, um, but uh, when the waste is gone, it's sealed, so the rats can't get up. So
9: why, why aren't the council, then? I've this problem in Ponclose Close has been going on for, for 8, nine, ten years, why aren't the council doing all this stuff? Well, the thing is,
4: uh, uh, well, you know, where, have they been involved? They might not have been involved. To be honest with you, I've got, I've got friends on the council, and they work very, very hard, and they do camera surveys all the time. Right. So I'm not going to criticise them at all, because they do a very good job. Um, uh, I don't know whether they might not have even been called out. You've got a choice. You can either call out a council pest controller or you can call out a private pest controller. Now, um, you know, private pest controllers can be quite good, but sometimes they haven't always got the experience to get camera surveys done uh, to find out exactly where they're getting in. They keep laying bait, keep laying bait, keep laying bait, um, but they don't actually solve the problem Mm. because they don't get the hole sealed up.
9: Well the re- the residents upon close say they have been um, speaking to the councils, but is it is, supposing there are there are eight streets, eight houses in my street okay, and we 've all got rats, and I get rid of the rats in my house, but none of the others do they 're going to come back to me eventually aren 't they
4: Well this is it what you need to do you need to carry out a block treatment, but it gets very complicated because you 've got some tenants that will uh, want to let you in you 've got other i mean i 've done the same with cockroaches in a big block of flats oh, 80 mate. flats yeah. Uh, the whole place was infested, um, but you know we, we could some, sometimes we went we could get into a few flats.
17: Yeah.
4: Uh, the next week we'd get into a few more, then we couldn't get back in the ones we got back into, so access is a big problem. In an ideal world, you can get into all the properties and bake them up when you need to, but it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. I Mark, what's, your, what's your,
9: your, your pest control company? Give yourself a plug. Uh, I can't mate oh, um, I, I, Is w- it top secret? <laughs> I,
4: w- I work in the, I work in the oh. local area right, uh, uh, oh. for a company
9: but um, basically um, I, I'd get in the bother if I said exactly what company Mark, i Mark in that for. case we shall leave it there with, with all of us having a slightly raised intrigued eyebrow thank you Mark mysterious pest controller you want to get cameras down there Kath get cameras down the tubes wallop and then you can see where they're coming in from bish bash bosh easy dosh
11: I'm still intrigued.
9: <laughs> Mark's intrigued us. Thank you very much, Mark, and uh, thank you to David as well. If you've been bothered by rats, do give us a call, 08459 455 555. How on earth did you get rid of them? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Mark Yate, the A5 southbound heavy going as you approach the M1. Then the M1 itself, London bound, slow going now between junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. The M40 London bound also struggling between junction 5 for Stoken Church and 4 for High Wycombe. The M25 anti-clockwise still very heavy between junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Alice, rats the size of cats. Terrifying. Isn't it just? The headlines this morning on BBC Three Counties Radio at 7.16 on Tuesday, the 22nd of April. People in Luton say the council's left their block of flats infested with rats for almost a decade. Victims of Jimmy Savile are finding out this morning how they can claim compensation. And children in Stopfold have been told they haven't got places in any of the town's three primary schools. The weather today will be cloudy with rain this morning, but brightening up this afternoon. BBC Three Counties Radio. What have we learnt about Luton today?
25: We're called the rat capital of Europe. Uh, There's more rats in Luton than anywhere else on the planet, I think, because we're not putting sufficient poisons down in the quantities that we were before.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Parks, there's so many around here for children. And it's
26: just got such a nice atmosphere and everyone's really friendly.
5: Inviting everyone to where you live.
7: Probably the best place to live for a good community. Good lifestyle, friendliness.
5: And all this week we're featuring London Colney. Just step out of the house, perch into the fields, and it is very picturesque.
7: The, the green down the bottom end there,
19: It's by the river.
5: If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Oh, I think the roads
26: really do need to be looked at resurfaced, our high street needs resurfaced.
5: The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
6: i mean if I'd... Opportunity. I live here, like in London County. I like it very much.
5: Yeah, I'm a Cody girl. I I would never move anywhere else. BBC Three Counties (laughs) Radio.
9: Good on you, girl. We found the advert. There's one on page thirty of the um, the Times. It's also in the Mirror, apparently. The advert um, that's encouraging, um, telling people they can. Uh, claim compensation or make a claim against the estate of Jimmy Savile if they were abused by him. And it's a very uh, uh, formal, non-sensationalist kind of advert. In the High Court of Justice, Chancery Division, claim number de la la, in the matter of the administration of the estate of Jimmy Savile, a scheme to facilitate the handling of claims by victims of alleged sexual abuse. Notice is hereby given. Personally, persons sexually assaulted by Jimmy Savile who have not notified claims to the Nas- National Westminster Bank as personal representative of Jimmy Savile will then lose the ability. Persons wishing to make a claim for sexual... I'm scanning through this. I'm not going to read the whole thing, obviously. Persons wishing to make a claim for sexual assault by Jimmy Savile against his estate must therefore notify the solicitors for the NatWest Bank at the following address. Claimants are strongly encouraged if they wish to claim to give notice within six weeks of the date of this advertisement. Warning, if notice is not given of a claim before distribution of the estate, all right to recover from the estate will be lost. It always seems quite straightforward and, and, uh, well, it doesn't seem straightforward in the slightest. It seems formal and and properly done. And I I, I don't normally kind of talk about people when I've not heard exactly what they said. But I heard somewhere at the weekend that Joanna Lumley was saying something about claimants of historical abuse.
11: I only know that she was saying that, you know, a pat on the backside didn't constitute abuse. I don't know what she said about anything more than that.
9: Okay. It's an odd one, isn't it? <clears throat> because they won't be taking money from Jimmy Savile. They'll be taking money from Jimmy Savile's family, his his rightful heirs. I would imagine. I would imagine. I is that is that fair? I mean, that nothing is fair in this story. Fair is perhaps the wrong word to use. But the the the, the, the true heirs to Jimmy Savile's money will be his his family members. And they will be being financially penalised because of his actions. Um, That doesn't necessarily seem particularly appropriate to me. I don't know what the right answer is.
11: And in matters like this, does the money help?
9: (laughs) It's a tough one. I I think for some people, yeah, it might help a bit, actually. It might help as like a full stop to the story. Uh, But... Uh, it, it might help us. Uh, God, this is tough, isn't it?
11: Would you want his money? I don't know.
9: Yeah, yeah.
11: Mm, I oh,
9: I, yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely. I would. We've turned into the moral maze again. You're listening to the moral maze on Radio Four. Uh, would I want his money? Yes, I would. Would it help? I think it would. I think it would help some people, as it would seem as the only kind of of, of it would seem perhaps as some kind of punishment, as some kind of retribution. The only thing you can do to a dead mm-hmm. man really is, is kind of take what he's left behind. Uh, to a lot of people, of course, it's not going to help the the uh, emotional and mental trauma of what he put them through. Let's put it out there Would the money help do you think It's a tough one and I I, I don't quite know How to phrase it as a question And let's leave it as vague as that What do you think about this What do you think about this advert What do you think about the financial claims being put in Against Jimmy Savile's estate by those people uh, Who were abused by him Let's leave it as vague as that Because I don't know how to couch it in a question
11: And I don't know that we Obviously thank goodness We're not in a place where we can understand What they're going through
9: Yeah it's a tough one. It's an interesting one, isn't it? I'm not expecting to get a definitive answer and I'm not expecting you to have necessarily a 100% well-thought-out opinion. But I don't know what my thoughts are on this and I kind of like it when you uh, phone in and and uh, help me shape my thoughts around it a little bit. Yeah,
11: let's just go with gut reaction. What's yeah. your
9: reaction to that? Gut reaction to, to the advert in the newspapers... Um, uh, telling people how they can make claims against Jimmy Savile's estate. Let's leave it as vague as that. We're not going to spend hours honing a question, as as we often do on uh, radio phone-ins. We're just going to have a vague... What's your gut reaction to that? Give us a call. 08459 455 555. Now, bank holidays are great, aren't they? Unless you want to get something done, which is why we've taken a number of phone calls uh, this weekend from worried parents unable to get through to their respective councils. Just before the Easter weekend, they discovered they'd fallen foul of—or oh, how frustrating finding out at the Easter weekend so you can't do anything for four days. Just before the Easter weekend, they discovered they'd fallen foul of the school admissions system, and they've been left to stew on it while the rest of us eat a shed load of chocolate. In Buckinghamshire, non-Sikh children were told they've got places at a Sikh school, despite the fact they hadn't applied there. And in Bedfordshire, parents in Stockfold have been told there's no room at any of the town's three primary schools. Well, Dr Mary Bowstead is the uh, General Secretary of the Association of Teachers and and Lecturers and joins me now. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. What's going on? This doesn't seem particularly fair, does it?
27: Uh, Well, it's a bit of a mess, and it's of, I'm afraid, the government's own making. Uh, The problem is that the government, in uh, the first act it came when it came to Parliament, the Coalition, uh, the the Education Bill, it stopped, it, it, it prevented local authorities from building schools. So the only way you can have a new school is either to open a free school or to open an academy you can't open the local authority which used to be responsible for building schools and the local authority which is close on the ground, which knows where knows which villages are growing which towns are growing, uh, they can plan local provision. They're actually now not allowed by law to build new schools, so you've got to rely on either parents starting schools or teachers starting schools and the only other way that you can increase school places is by um, uh, schools taking on more pupils and building more classrooms. Now schools are doing that you know schools are providing more classrooms and but the problem is if you've only got so much land you 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 get you, you know you can only build so many more classrooms or increase class sizes and you know I've been to many primary schools now which are literally bursting at the seams where you've got children in dining halls children in the gym you know everywhere you can the school is Trying to fit children in to the detriment of the education of other children at the school, are finding it's much more difficult to do PE, and it's much more difficult to eat your lunch, and you know. Um, but they can't build new places. So Bedfordshire, uh, which needs these extra places, um, can't build new schools. And indeed, this year we need nearly a quarter of a million more primary school places. But local authorities are finding it very difficult to meet demand.
9: What, so did you sorry? Did you say councils are legally not allowed to build schools? That's right. What? Well, why?
27: Uh, because the government's uh, view was, the government's belief is, Michael Gove in particular, that um, if you need a new school, then it should be parents or teachers oh. who build it. The local authority... I, I know it's amazing. I thought that was supplementary, the, the,
9: no. the parents getting up schools, the free no. schools. No, Gosh. the, the,
27: the, the Gosh. Government, the government has made it illegal for local authorities to build New school. I'm
9: going to look into that more because that's incredible, man. I'm not, not doubting you for a second. That just seems, seems incredible. There, there are lots of parents this, this morning who are making frantic phone calls because instead of going to the school that's a five, ten-minute walk away, they're having to send their four, five-year-olds to a school six miles away. Is there realistically anything that can be done, or do they just have to lump it?
27: Well, they can appeal. And uh, they, I suppose they can also hope that, in the intervening period between their application and the start of the you know the school year, they will uh, you know that things will shake out a bit and and the waiting that, you know they 'll get a place on the waiting list and, and get a place but i 'm afraid there are going to be parents faced with very difficult choices as a result of the lack of a planning system for uh, primary school places i mean it 's not as though it wasn 't known about we need nationally we need about a quarter of a million extra primary places this year by 2015 double that and so you know four-year-olds get born we know how many four-year-olds are we know roughly where they live it should not be well we're on the wit of this country to provide enough primary school places we're in a we're in a period where there's a very high birth rate but the government has thrown away uh, its ability to meet that need it has prevented by law local councils building new schools and this is the result
9: Uh, as a parent of a four and a two-year-old i'm now starting to get a little bit concerned
27: yes yes it is very concerning mary you've
9: left me speechless it doesn't happen very often Mm -hmm. but but you have thank you very much for your time it's nice to talk to you we'll speak again Dr. Mary Bowstead, General Secretary of the Association of Teachers and Lecturers, it's illegal for councils to build schools. What? That's. Did you know this? I felt like I'm, but that. That sounds crazy. I thought the free schools and parents setting up schools and things like that. I thought that was supplementary. I always assumed that if you know if there was a new council estate built or a new estate built council estate built a new new estate built that the council had the right to say, yeah, well, we're going to need we'll, we'll build a new school.
11: Yes, I'm so naive. You only find out about this stuff when you fall foul of
9: it, I think. Wowzers. Okay, well let's let's hear your stories on this, please. O eight four five nine four double five five double five. Have you had one of those letters last week, probably Thursday, probably came Wednesday or Thursday, saying, Yeah you know that school that's just round the corner from you? Well your little Johnny and little Susie they're not going there. They're going to one six, seven miles away. Have you had that? How are you gonna cope with it? O eight four five nine, four double five, five double five and kind of on a completely different tangent, th- th- this advert in the newspaper for um, um, telling people how they can claim for compensation if they were abused by Jimmy Savile. You can claim against the estate of Jimmy Savile. And I, I literally don't know what my thoughts are. Yes, of course I think these people should be compensated. Of course I should. But th- th- you're penalising Savile's family by taking their inheritance. Is that, does that make a difference? I'm not saying it does. I don't know. I don't know. I'm struggling to get my head around it. And I like it when there's something like that. It's easy if I know the answer. I know the answer to most things. Sorry, I do. Uh, But when I don't, when I'm struggling to get my head around the intricacies of it, uh, the the implications of it, I find that quite fun. It's like doing a Sudoku puzzle, but it's not as boring as Sudoku, because it's not numbers. I'm I'm going off on a tangent that even I'm failing to follow. 08459. Four double five, five double five. Your gut reaction to the advert in the papers today, telling uh, v- victims of uh, Jimmy Savile's sexual abuse that they can make claims against the estate. Well, what is your your gut feeling on that? Oh eight four five nine, four double five, five double five. I've had uh, uh, a, a tweet. If someone attacks you without provocation, you get compensation. So if you get sexually abused without warning, you should get compensation. Easy. Does sound easy, doesn't it? 08459 oh, four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. At the Black Cat roundabout, the A1 southbound queuing from Eton Soken as you approach the roundabout. Also on the speed sensors in Harpenden, the high street heavy going in both directions around Station Road. The M1 London-bound still struggling between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
15: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
16: This
5: is BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: 7, I'm Lee I The headlines, people who live at a block of flats in Luton have been living with rats for almost a decade. They say the council has found a problem with the sewers in Pond Close, but it hasn't been fixed. Adverts have been published today telling those who were abused by Jimmy Savile how they can claim compensation. Those who come forward will have to prove what contact they had with him. The number of people known to have died in the South Korean ferry disaster last week has risen to more than 100. Nearly 200 more are still missing. Parents in Stotfold are unhappy their children haven't got into any of the town's primary schools. Around 20 families have missed out on a place at all three schools. The weather will be cloudy with rain this morning but turning bright this afternoon, top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius. That's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports,
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Luton Town lifted the Conference trophy after their 4-1 win against Forest Green. Andre Gray scored his 30th goal of the season to cap off a good day at Kenilworth Road for manager John Still.
19: Thirty goals, hundred goals for the club. On line for hundred league points. It's fantastic, so unbelievable day, yeah, great day. And not only a great day, but a good performance. Football was good. It was very emotional and
1: I'm very proud. It was a different story for Stevenage, who've been relegated from League One after losing 3-1 at home to Bristol City. Borough manager Graham Wesley is disappointed with the outcome.
15: We probably none of us saw the fight that we'd have liked to have seen, but it's as I say, it has been tough. Um, they're playing against some really good quality players week in week out. It's, physically, it's really demanding. If you're getting strained and you're getting pulled around, and you know you're not getting to see as much of the football as perhaps you'd like, um, and that can happen when you're at, you know a certain level, um, you know it can be really difficult. And mentally, you've got to show a lot of resilience to stay strong.
1: Elsewhere, Watford's. Championship playoff hopes are all but over after their 2-1 defeat at Queen's Park Rangers. In League 1, MK Dons drew two all at home to newly promoted Brentford, and Wickham lost 1-0 at Fleetwood in League 2. There's mounting speculation that Manchester United's on the verge of sacking manager David Moyes. Our football correspondent Mike Ingham's been trying to put his finger on why he struggled at Old Trafford.
3: Maybe the fear factor disappeared, things that were said and things that have happened in the last nine months that could never have been tolerated under Sir Alex Ferguson. I mean, Rio Ferdinand coming out and talking about not being given the team on the Friday. Robin van Persie talking about other players getting into his space. Chris Smalling's indiscretions. Welbeck and Cleverley lack of judgment after the Champions League exit as well. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson's mantra was complete control. He, he really was the last of the old school.
1: And finally, there's been an upset at the World Snooker Championship with Michael Wasley beating the world number two Ding Junhui in his debut appearance. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at eight o'clock.
15: FM online and digital Oops. radio.
5: Oops. This is Ian Lee.
15: On BBC. Let's do that again. It should have sounded like this. On FM, AM, online and digital radio.
5: This is Ian Lee.
15: On BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> On FM, AM, online and digital radio.
5: This is David Prever
15: On BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs.
5: This is Safra's Manzor.
15: BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts <laughs> and bugs. I just this found is Nesta
9: McGregor. I've just found where everyone else keeps Three their, their counties jingles. I've just found it. They're
11: not yours,
9: hands off. They sound better than mine.
11: Did you play your own at any point?
9: Um, not sure. Go on. <laughs> OK.
11: This is Nesta McGregor.
9: No! BBC Three <laughs> Counties Radio. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, we're talking serious issues. We'll, we'll Mark, Mark and Stoffold, stay there. We're, we're talking about this problem where um, kids get get, didn't get into their primary schools. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the advert, uh, in, it's in the Mirror and the Times, apparently, today, uh, telling uh, victims of Jimmy Savile, uh, how they can claim compensation? How they can um, appeal against his, his his will, his estate, and make a claim against, against compensation? We've got a text. I prefer phone calls on this. Just asking for your gut feeling. Right. Your gut feeling, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Um, anonymous text. Why didn't Savile victims come forward when he was still alive? Suspicious. Now I know the answer to that, but I'm going to see if someone else can phone in with the answer. Do you know the answer, Catherine? You've probably, got, you've, you've probably got a good idea what the answer is. Mm. You've probably got a good idea.
11: They were little children at the time.
9: You've probably got a good idea, exactly. 0, uh, 08459 455 555. Who wants to answer this question? Sent in by an anonymous texter. Why didn't Savile victims come forward when he was still alive? Suspicious. You know You know the answer to that, you know you do oh eight four five nine four double five five double five we 're talking as well this morning uh, about kids not getting into their primary schools we 've had loads of phone calls uh, from, um, from people uh, in Buckinghamshire. non Sikh children were sent to a Sikh school or are going to be sent to a Sikh school, and in Bedfordshire, parents in Stopfold have been uh, told there 's no room at any of the town 's three primary schools it 's happening all across the three counties, and if it 's affecting you or your kids or your grandkids, get in touch. Uh, well, Mark's in Stockfold. Morning, Mark. Hi, Ian. W- what's your situation?
21: Yeah, we got our results, um, you know, on Wednesday last week, an email come through, and, you know, our son didn't get any of the free schools that we selected, and we're two- around 236 metres as the f- uh, crow flies to the actual school. So we were pretty shocked, you know, you know, we can almost see it the school from our house, um... Literally, they'd sent us to a school that was, uh, you know, 5.9 miles away in another town,
9: so... How, how long would it take... How old is, how old is your son?
21: He's four years, four old, years old. It takes an hour and 50 minutes <laughs> to walk to that, that school in another town.
9: And how long would it take him to, to, to walk to the, the, the school around the corner? Uh,
21: literally just under four minutes, so...
9: That's. Okay. I mean, obviously, he's not going to walk to the school that's six miles away. Is he? I'm assuming he's going to drive. You're, you're, he's not going to drive. Hopefully, that'll be awful. Uh, I, I'm assuming you, you'll work out a system where you, you maybe you share cars and stuff. But uh, it, it does seem it, it does seem incredible, Mark. I'm shocked that that you didn't get into a school that's two literally two minutes away from your house. Well, I think there's a... Um, I can understand,
21: you know, it's, you know, we moved to the area, it's a new build, and a new school was built, and, you know, you'd think they'd get the calculations right to how many dwellings, to how many places they need within the schools, but I did phone up the admissions team, and I think there may be a bigger problem here.
9: Right. What uh, did they say?
21: Literally, literally, I asked why we didn't get accepted, and why, you know, we didn't get accepted any of our first, second, or third choices, and they stated that we were 940 metres away. So where it seems the problem has been for quite a few people, and I'd recommend people to phone up the admissions team, is that they've calculated the distances wrong. So How
9: how have they... Now, you've given me as the crow flies distance. Have they calculated the walking distance?
21: Right, my walking distance, I've done that as well, is 300 metres. So... So where have they
9: got that figure from, then?
21: Well... The, the school that we're trying to get them into is Rowcroft, and Rowcroft was actually sh- situated...
9: That's the uh, second time we've had that name Stockfold. mentioned, yeah.
21: Yes, and the, the school's been rebuilt in this new build in our area, and they've either maybe, you know, worked it out from the old position, or they've looked at a completely wrong survey map. Um, yeah,
9: there's... Now, Mark, when you've, obviously you questioned their, their distance, their measurements. But what did they say when you gave them your figures?
21: Um, they
9: basically said,
21: well, we've got here 940 metres. And I said, oh. well, no, it's, that's, that's
9: not right. Computer says well, no kind of thing.
21: Yes, exactly. And then they basically told us that we would need to appeal. Um, so, again, you know, I can see there's a problem there. I want them to take it, you know, back to their, you know, their team lead and try and rectify the problem behind the scenes. But instead, we've now got to appeal. We've now got to go in front of a committee maybe in a few weeks' time and then we don't find out until June now.
9: Um, well, that's going to be a fun few months, isn't it?
21: Yes. I mean, I've been reading some of the things on how we can get another class set up. I mean, it takes another 15 appeals uh, for another maybe another class at Roadcroft to be be produced. So, I mean, we're, we're sort of calling out for anybody who's in the same situation that can appeal and also to phone up and check the distances, yeah. um, you know, to see if there has been a major error. And, you know you know get the actual people to sort it out
9: how how long have you lived in in that property
21: uh we were there since it was first built so it's it's just over three years oh so
9: you've been there a while it's not like you moved there six months (laughs) ago or something mark would you mind keeping in touch with us and let us letting us know um you know how how support goes and, and what happens in june yes definitely thank you very much mark well there we go second time we've had that school mentioned it's interesting isn't it how do they calculate the distance is, is it some do they do it on a map with a bit of string or does some fella go out with the the, the wheel on a stick I miss the wheel on a stick I really miss the wheel on a what stick
11: What are they called trundles trundle wheels
9: No No Yes they are No they're not What called. are they called then They're like pedometers or something not no. but not pedometers they're they're omet- there's some kind of ometers they're not trundles. Trundles.
11: I'm sure there's a trundle. Alright,
9: kids, like we're all gonna go and get the trundles out, and we're gonna measure playground today. <laughs> Don't forget to take your lighters, you're not borrowing mine. Were you there? <laughs> <laughs> now listen, here's here I have a serious question, okay? I'm flying to Edinburgh today. Flying to Edinburgh because it's about a third of the price of a train. I was looking forward to getting the train. Five hour train journey. Take the laptop, take a DVD, you know, watch some films, do a bit of work. Cost a fortune. I'm flying up there for eight and back for 80 quid beautiful i'll have some of that now uh i always get confused so i'm gonna i'm, I'm parking there today uh about 10 half 10 and then i'm picking up my car tomorrow night about eight right is that long term or short term car park long i guess well is it
11: short term has got to be less than a day surely
9: get your headphones on matt so I'm parking. Oh, i parking at Heathrow today, about eleven. Yes. I'm getting home tomorrow night about eight o'clock. So yes. what, what's that? That's that's. Oh, that's a good question. Twelve. That's twenty-four. That's thirty-four hours. That's long term. <laughs>
17: yeah.
9: Is that long that's term? Long term. Yeah. Because short term
2: would be like an hour, two hours max. That's. But six. surely long term is like a week. If you're going to, on holiday for a week, that's long term. Well, that's longer, longer term. What? That's longer,
9: longer. Some Luton Airport, I think, has a mid-term, mm-hmm. doesn't it?
2: Well, Luton Airport, if you park for fifteen minutes, is it a pound <laughs> or something? Yeah, it's a quid. What kind of car park is that?
11: <laughs> Expensive one.
2: <laughs> my
11: he
9: knows his microphones on, doesn't he? <laughs>
11: yes, I love he's it. He's always like this. I, lo- I know he is, this and is I love the edited it. Edited version.
9: Where is Kelly, by the way? What happened to her? I
11: don't know. She's, She's here.
9: Her voice has just changed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. I do apologise. Those, <laughs> those pills are finally working. Yeah. So you're you're saying. If I'm, if I'm parked this morning and picking up my car up tomorrow night, that's long-term. I'd say so, yeah.
2: I would say that's long-term. How much, how much is it costing
9: you? I don't know. I've not, I, this is what I don't know. I've not got there yet. Uh, the auction, 40 run. quid. 40 quid. <laughs> no, it can't be 40 quid. If it was 40 quid, I'd get a valet. <laughs> I'd get is. a valet parking. I like the valet parking. You, oh. can, um, you
11: can cash in your points and get those, you know. What points? For certain supermarkets.
9: Tesco. Mm-hmm. I haven't got a club card. Get one. I don't want them knowing what I'm buying.
11: Why? I they don't. know anyway. No,
9: no, no! It's funny they, what they
2: send you ad- things for. Sorry, what they send you things for? What's he talking about like now? Well, they send. I got. Stu- I get stuff for jam, corn, and pies.
17: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why.
2: <laughs> and slippers and pipe and frozen yoghurts. But I don't buy frozen yoghurts, so I don't know who is. Uh, They're
11: trying to get
9: you into the using, 21st century.
2: Using my club card in that get way. Get
9: away from ski. I
2: <laughs> ski. Does ski? They still make ski? I need to get the weather on, so I can't talk to you now. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up this time, do I? Again. No, it's only once. Right. What's the number? It's 100% mess up so far. Listen to the concentration. This is concentration. Now four.
11: <laughs> don't tell everyone what the number is.
2: Oh, okay. Dying but on. press
11: it, but don't <laughs> <laughs> say out
2: loud. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that
27: loud again?
2: Is my microphone off now? No,
11: it's on. Oh, no. OK. All right. It's like sitting next to my
9: So <laughs> 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 Oh, can we, can we keep Matt? I like that. I'd like him. Yeah, i like Matt.
11: I mean, I like Kelly. I
9: don't Dying. really.
11: But we've had her a while. She's,
9: just She's annoying. She's not cute anymore, is she? No, annoying. Oh. Look. <laughs> Look at his face. You keep dialing four a lot. There's a lot of fours in this number. That may have been the problem last time. <laughs> uh I think we have weather. When you want to do weather. Who's who have we got? Let's uh who's what what fader are they on? Four. Morning weather, who's weather today? Hello? Why is
2: weather
9: not on that one? Hello, is there Hello. anybody? Who's there? there it's go. Kate. There we go. Kate, uh, Kate, do you know what fader you're on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go for two. Um, let's. Okay, keep talking. Let's, let's go for two, maybe three. You were on two. She was right. You see, Matt even Yeah, I've sorted it. Right, we're, we're sorry we missed you earlier. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we're I'm having still fun. here. I'm, I'm waiting. Not. <laughs> I've just been waiting for an hour Wait in home. silence. Kate, bless you. Stay there. We'll be with you in a couple of minutes. I'm glad we've got that sorted. Oh, eight four five nine four five is the telephone number um okay an answer to the question why didn't the Savile victims come forward when he was alive well brian has got I i don't want to demean his message by saying it's a conspiracy theory but i'll let you make your own mind up the victims did come forward but it was covered up by the corrupt people in power the same with cyril smith I don't, well, all of the victims didn't come forward, Brian, did they? So, some did, and uh, covered up by corrupt people. Um, there may have been an element of that. There may have been an element of that. Or there may have been, here's a, perhaps a stronger argument there may have been an element of disbelief. Complete and utter disbelief that someone could say something so ridiculous. Finally, Jake in Bedford, we'll, we'll take... Call in with these. These are great texts you're sending. Call in with them. 08459 four double five five double five. Jake in Bedford says, Savile victims did come forward in many cases, but were not believed. There's no evidence to back up the idea individuals are jumping on the bandwagon. But even if some are, why is is this the focus of some people's anger, rather than the fact he was able to abuse hundreds whilst others stood by? There's an advert in a couple of the newspapers today telling victims of Jimmy Savile how to claim compensation. I don't know what my thoughts are on that. I want your gut reaction, please. 08459 4555555. Right, 7.45 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards,
15: and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. Things looking busy on the sensors in Aylesbury. The A41 struggling in both directions between Broughton Lane and the Woodlands roundabout. Also, the A1M southbound, slow between Hitchin and Stevenage. The M1 London bound, still very slow between junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. Then on the M25, anti clockwise, struggling between junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Alice, thank you very much indeed. Right, 7.46, it's uh, Tuesday the 22nd of April. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Luton say the council's left their block of flats infested with rats for almost a decade. Victims of Jimmy Savile are being advised to claim compensation within the next few weeks. And children in Stopfold have been told they haven't got a place in any of the town's three primary schools. Right, so we know she's there, we spoke to her earlier, she's on Fader 2. Let's get the weather, here's Kate. <laughs>
5: It's Hearts and Bucks weather.
9: BBC
15: Three Counties Radio.
26: The most superior of all the faders, I find. It's a good, good It's a
9: strong fader it is for a you. Strong one. Yes, suits it suits you.
26: Is. It works. Good morning. Um, it's not a great start to the day actually. Rather misty, murky, grey, and rather damp. Had some quite heavy outbreaks of rain overnight last night. It's dried out a little this morning, but we've still got some outbreaks, and they're gonna turn showery through the course of the day. Now we may get some brighter spells later on as well, and that in turn could heat things up quite nicely but also mean one or two thundery downpours again but the maximum temperature we're looking at around 16 maybe 17 celsius later overnight eventually any rain will die away leaving uh, some clear spells that again could allow for some mist and fog patches to develop minimum down to 7 celsius 45 degrees in fahrenheit for wednesday drier brighter more in the way of sunshine once the mist clears tomorrow morning but that again could lead to one or two sharp showers tomorrow afternoon but it is going to stay predominantly dry maximum temperature up to 17 celsius so feeling really quite pleasant tomorrow especially when the sun comes out that's your forecast Every weekday morning from 9. Good morning, welcome to the
6: JVS show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration
4: needs to stop
0: your local life? Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong?
4: We've actually got an open doors policy.
16: I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What
4: the government will do, they'll start introducing American type sentences, like 200 years in prison.
5: The JVS
0: Show. British people are not
5: xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Advert in some of the papers today telling victims of Jimmy Savile how they can claim compensation. What are yours, What's your gut feeling? Let's go with gut feeling. We've already had a couple of uh, texts... People saying, why are they only talking about it now? Suspicious, jumping on the bandwagon, that kind of stuff. 08459 four double five five double five. Dennis is from Dunstable. Morning, Dennis.
20: Good morning, Ian. Welcome back.
9: Thank you very much. I'm, I'm only here for a day. I'm off tomorrow. Oh, look at you. Uh, and then I'm, I'm back on Thursday. Oh, well, okay, fair enough. I anyway. apologise for being a part-timer.
20: Right, Jimmy Savile. Yes. He only made his money through his paedophilia when he was being looked after by a lot of people, including the BBC. Right, so now that money, whatever money he's made, should be taken off him and opened into a decent, a very good uh, place for youngsters to go to, you know, uh, uh, so they don't get touched up again by these people. Look after the kids, for God's sake. That's where the money should go. Not, Not the ones that's been done. It's too late for them. But give it to a decent orphanage, a very good orphanage.
9: Well, hang on a minute. The Savile's victims were in very good hospitals, were in very good orphanages, were in very good schools.
20: It's got to be a good one. But
9: they were good ones.
20: Yeah, I realise that, but I'm just saying, he was protected by lots of people, including the BBC, because they were making money out of him. Mm. So that money, whatever money he made, was made from paedophilia. And so it should be... I'm sorry about his family. They must have known what was... His family must have known what was going on. no.
9: No, they mustn't have known. Must have known. No, 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 they mustn't have known. Very much Have to why? Why, why? why would they know? The thing about paedophiles, Dennis, is they are very cunning and they are very clever and they are, are, are very good at lying. They're, they're, they are master manipulators and master liars and the people around them, uh, and, and we have to say for legal reasons, that I'm sure his family didn't know, but also I believe his family wouldn't have known because the, the, the people around them, it's like you know when the, when the fella next door m- c- cuts off his wife's head and they go to the, to the the woman who lives a couple of doors down, oh, he seemed like such a nice fellow. he didn't seem the kind of person to do that. Yeah. That's the image that paedophiles present to people.
20: Okay, fair enough. Whatever happens, still, the money that he's made should be put into a decent
9: orphanage where it's looked after. But why? Property. Why? Why should it not? Should it not go? No. I've not it's finished what I'm right. saying. I'm sorry. It shouldn't go to the victims. You're saying. No, no. It's why? Say they've had, why?
20: They've had their day in court. Let, let, the, let the money go. To some, what's he going to do with it? When they get this money, what they're going to do?
9: Well, I don't why? know. They could maybe spend it on therapy, or they could spend it on a nice holiday, or oh, they could I pay off a bit of their, their, their credit no, card no, bills. Therapy, why, why does it matter what they do with it?
20: No, I'm just saying, put it to where it's a better use. Well, it's looking after somebody now,
9: not somebody some. Fe- some fella, Dennis, comes up and smacks you in the street, yeah. right, knocks you down. You'd get compensation for that.
20: I don't know. I'd probably kick him where it
9: hurts. No, yeah, yeah you, you fair enough. But you, you'd get. I got smacked in the street once, got knocked down at Victoria Station years ago. I got a couple of hundred quid for that. Did you? Lucky for you. Yeah, well, not so lucky. I'd rather not got smacked in the face, but I took the compensation, uh, and it, it kind of made it. a... Uh, I don't. I don't want to say a little bit sweeter. That demeans it. It made things a little bit. Better. It, it felt like there was a full stop at the end of a horrible sentence. Yeah.
20: Well, when I got damaged as an exercise, exercise place got badly damaged. Uh, did you get any money for it? No, I did not. Why not? I didn't, I didn't even claim because part of it was my fault.
9: Right. Okay. But no, you're not saying you're not saying that the victims no, sorry, of Jimmy no. Savile part of it was their fault, are you? Sorry? You're not saying that the victims of Jimmy Savile, part of it, was their fault?
20: No, I don't. I'm just saying that the money that he made should be put to better use.
9: Sorry. That's my... You asked for my opinion. No, no, you're right. I, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not having a go at you, Dennis. I'm, no. just, trying to, I'm just trying to get my own thoughts around yeah,
20: this. I, I, that's right. You did say all, all sorts of ideas. Well, fair enough. That's my idea. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you appreciate, it.
9: and I appreciate, etc., etc., etc. Do you have a nice Easter? Uh,
20: I had a gorgeous Easter. Yeah, I've got a lovely family, and so. But I think about my great grandchildren. You see, what w- yes. what would happen to them? Yes, I would. I'd have cheerfully taken a broken bottle and castrated that fella yes. if they went anywhere near my great grandchildren. Yes, you know, I'm I'm protective of all the kids. I'm protective of all children, and yes. it hurts me that they get hurt.
9: So it was a good Easter then, yeah.
20: I had a smashing time, yeah. The, the, one of them was tw- six years old now. Oh, blimey. The it. eldest is six. The other one's not even born yet.
9: Oh. Gosh, how old, old is he? Yeah,
20: well, he, he's about... Uh, I should think, let me see. He's about ten months old.
9: Here's ago. something, right? This is, and this is a thought I've often had, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm um, going to be 41 in June, OK? Yeah. So let's assume it's June the 9th. It's my 41st birthday. Yes. Ah, ah, ah! I'm 41 and nine months. Why yes. don't we include the nine months when I'm inside my mum's tummy as right. part of my part of my age? Because for, for nine months, you are alive and you're growing and you are something.
20: Well, that's, this little one is due at the beginning of June.
9: Yep. So, fair enough. It might be the same birthday as me. Dennis, thank you very much. Matt, put your headphones on because I've, I'm, fi- I'm finding a kindred spirit here. I'm finding a long-lost brother from another mother. I hate people who say that. It's like people who say, back in the day. Anyway. Sorry, I'm y- just talking over you now. That's right. I had your microphone down. It's <laughs> your show, isn't it? Yes, is, it is, Matt. <laughs> and yes, and it will be for quite a while, hopefully. <sighs> right? You were nodding there at the birth date thing. I agree,
2: actually, with that. I'd never thought about that. But, yeah, you're in the womb for nine months. Thereabouts. Why not include it? Yeah. Exactly. So my niece now is seven months, so she would be, what, seven and nine months? What's that? Sixteen months. Yeah. She'd be one and a bit.
9: Look, at Profound, isn't it? It is prof- prof- profound. See, I'm profound, Catherine. He's new. He'll get you. No, no, no. He, I like Matt. We're we'll keeping Matt. I'm profound. Matt, one question. Why don't you look at me?
2: When I speak to you? <laughs> well, this is my friend. I'm imagining that you're the microphone. What? This orange thing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I find if you talk away, you'll sound a bit off mic, so... <laughs> To make sure that doesn't happen, I just look at this orange uh, thing.
9: Uh, just to reiterate, ladies and gentlemen, he is looking directly at that orange microphone. Yeah. He's, he's it, not, he's it's a bit battered, doesn't it? <laughs> it
2: looks like it's been eaten by rats. Thank you very much indeed.
9: It's <laughs> off now, Matt. It's off. You can finish. You can finish your monologue. I'm putting in your diary. Oh, four, five, nine, four, double... 5K. He's only just stopped talking. I love it. I want to keep him. <laughs> I want to keep him, please. I don't
2: know what earphones I should have on. <laughs> Does it matter, Matt? Does not matter?
9: Does it not matter? No. no. Oh. All right. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Lisa in Hitchin has texted in. You were, Lots of texts on Jimmy Savile, no calls. Do call in about it, well, apart from Dennis, of course. I mean, uh, don't... You, know. you were considering whether it's unfair that Jimmy Savile's victims would now only be taking money from his innocent relatives. The way I see it, if they were suing him while he was still alive, the victims would surely still be receiving money that could otherwise have been left in his will the bit I don't get is how victims will have to prove their individual cases if Savile was still alive they would presumably all have to go through lengthy court cases but now they just have to prove their contact with him uh, Elisa thank you for your nice words um uh, Debbie in Datchworth I think it's now impossible to verify all the accusations of abuse that will arise from this newspaper ad. I think that Jimmy Savile's money should all be given to a charity that works to prevent abuse or help victims. I don't see any other fair way to deal with it. But then, Debbie, that's that's denying the the, the, the victims their financial retribution, isn't it? And. Uh, <sighs> It's a tough one, isn't it? Will, will, will financial compensation make them feel any better? For some of them, yeah, I think it probably will. Actually, I think it probably will. For uh, a significant number of them, no, probably won't. But it's something, isn't it? It's 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 symbolic. Is that the word? It's it's symbolic more than anything. Does that does that make more sense? It's a, it's a symbolic ending of the of the situation. I guess Punishment.
11: Said, I, I can. And I can't imagine what it must be like to have gone through that. But if you buy something with that, surely that's going to end up being a lasting reminder, and you don't want reminding of it. You want to close the door on it. You want recognition publicly, and that's it. I'm just not sure whether I'd want his money or anything to do with it.
9: I I wonder how much it's going to be as well.
11: It, There's it, a cap on it, isn't there? Is
9: there? What's the cap?
11: Is something like I can tell you sixty thousand.
9: Oh, oh, fair play. How much did he leave behind then? Well, it must have been millions. must have been a few million. Well,
11: he was famously frugal, wasn't he? He was living in that camper. Yeah,
9: he did, yeah. Did you speak to Ian about it? 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call on that. Your gut feeling, really. Don't think about it too hard. Peter, we'll speak to you after the news, if that's all right, Peter. So, Peter in warmer green wants to have a whinge about something. Do hang on, or or, or we'll call you back. We'll sort it out. 08459 455 555. The other thing you're getting in touch with uh, is um, schools. Uh, We're finding out lots of uh, children in beds, hearts and bucks... Well, instead of getting the school that's three, four, five hundred metres away from them, they're getting a school that's six miles away. Pat says, Ian, if that was my four-year-old having to go six miles to a school, I would not send my child unless a taxi picked him up or her up at the council's expense. We have local democracy that is so disenfranchised from local communities due to the few councillors that make the decisions from a distance that most towns and villages are unrepresented. We are in a mess democratically. You wouldn't put a four-year-old in a cab, though, would you? Would you? Are there any parents listening you would put a four-year-old in a cab on their own? Really? David says, when I went to school in the 50s, we had temporary buildings put up in the playgrounds to cope with the high volume of children. It worked. Oh, 455 four, double five five double five. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's coming up to 7.59. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti clockwise, there are two lanes closed between junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4 and 13 for Staines after an accident, causing queues back to junction 15 for the M4 at the moment, but that will add to the normal morning delays. The M1 London-bound, a heavy going between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. Also the A1M southbound, very slow between Letchworth and Stevenage. In Bushy, there are temporary traffic lights on the Hearthbourne Road at Clay Lane, and that's causing queues on the approach at the moment. The roadworks will be finished by the end of today, though. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you very much, Alice. Rats the size of cats. They're in Luton. What have we learnt about Luton today?
25: we have called the rat capital of Europe.
9: Oh, my goodness. Have you seen one?
1: It's 8 o'clock, I'm Lee knew The headlines, a block of flats in Luton infested with rats for a decade. Victims of Jimmy Savile urged to claim compensation and children in Stotfold refused entry to any of the town's schools. BBC Three Counties Radio. People who live at a block of flats in Luton have been living with rats for almost a decade. They say the council has found a problem with the sewers in Pond Close, but it hasn't been fixed. David Westcott from A1 Pest Control in Luton says they need to be eradicated Eradicated from the entire building at once.
25: The danger is also from fires, not just from uh, uh, the health side of it. So it's a very serious matter. I mean, if they start chewing through cables, which they're quite capable of doing, if they're under the floorboards or in the fabric of the house, and that's where you're your cables um, the things the house are but that's a very really dangerous
1: situation adverts have been published today telling those who were abused by jimmy savile how they can claim compensation so far about 140 people have alleged they were victims of the former entertainer danny shaw reports a scotland yard inquiry recorded more than 200 sexual offenses allegedly committed by jimmy savile at locations including bbc studios and hospitals in February, the High Court approved a compensation scheme for his victims to simplify and speed up the process. They'll be able to make claims against the BBC, the NHS and Savile's Estate, which is worth about £3 million. Payments will be capped at £60,000 each. The adverts advise people who have not already applied for compensation to do so in the next six weeks, though the scheme will stay open for claims for a year. The number of people known to have died in the South Korean ferry disaster has risen to more than 100. Nearly 200 others are still missing. Parents in Stotfold run happy their children haven't got into any of the town's primary schools. Around 20 families have missed out on a place at all three schools. Dr Mary Bosted from the Association of Teachers and Lecturers is putting the blame directly on the government's school building policy.
27: I've been to many primary schools now which are literally bursting at the seams where you've got children in dining halls, children in the gym. You know, everywhere you can, the school is trying to fit children in, but they can't build new places. So Bedfordshire, uh, which needs these extra places, can't build new schools.
1: There's mounting speculation that Manchester United's about to sack manager David Moyes. United are seventh in the Premier League, 23 points behind the leaders Liverpool. Stevenage have been relegated from League One after a 3-1 defeat at the hands of Bristol City. Meanwhile, Luton Town skipper Ronnie Henry lifted the conference trophy after their 4-1 win over Forest Green.
4: Show how much it means to everyone. Uh, It's been a long time coming and I'm just pleased I've been able to be that small part just to help this club move forward. Look at the supporters now, they're fully behind us and we're, we're loving the
1: occasion. And finally, the weather will be cloudy with rain this morning, but turning brighter this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
22: I have moved a couple of times, but I've always come back.
5: It's all about where you
22: live.
6: You can see into the village, you can see away to the west. And watch the sun
13: set.
5: And all this week, we're featuring London Colney. The best part in
16: terms of area is probably Whitehorse Lane Park. It's got a little splash park for the kids.
5: The Big
9: Tour, BBC Three Counties Radio. And suddenly it's nearly four minutes past. But this morning has flown by. Thank you to Justin for filling in for me last week. I'm assuming it's Justin. One more day off tomorrow. I apologise for being a part-timer. I'm going to Scotland for the day. Then normal service will resume. Lots to talk about this morning. Rats. Kids not getting into schools, and what we're talking about... This Jimmy Savile, and there's an advert in some of the papers telling people how to get compensation. Your gut reactions to that, please. 08459 four double five five double five.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Your gut reaction. Someone who wants to be known as Kate has emailed in. Ian.Lee at bbc.co.uk. Ian, you said it was unfair on the families of Jimmy Savile that his estate was liable to a compensation claim. It's a long one, so bear with me. Whilst money is not going to solve the issues for the victims, it does at least give recognition. That's the word. There we go. Thank you. That's it. It does at least give recognition and some closure to the victims. They were ignored for many years, and the money at least recognises they were mistreated both by Savile and the system. With regard to his heirs, I have no problems with them not getting any money. It was Savile's money and no heir should expect money to be available on the death of a relative. After all, he could have spent the lot before death. There are lots of reasons why families do not inherit money. Um, I'm skipping through this a bit, I hope you don't mind. We should all take responsibility for our own lives and not expect cash when a family die. Someone in the family dies. Ah, that, she's explained it. It's recognition. That's, that's a big factor that mm-hmm. I could put, quite put my finger on recognising that they were victims, recognising that wrong was done to them, and that in some way the system let them down.
11: And that they are believed.
9: There we go. There we go. We got there. Thank you for that, Kate. I appreciate it. Peter's in warmer green. But, Peter, that makes sense, doesn't it? Peter? need a bit
28: more information, really. Sorry? I'd like to know how many times Mr Savile's been convicted of anything. And furthermore, you've got to have absolute proof they did what they're saying he did to to the individuals. He, he, so he, you can't give compensation until
9: it's proven. Okay, uh, that th- he's not been convicted at all. He's dead. Well, he was dead. He was dead b- b- when the um, the, ac- right. the allegations finally surfaced. So right. And thank so God there, they did. Thank so God
28: they did, Peter. Isn't it? So there's no legal basis for what they're saying unless it's proven. Yeah. Right.
9: And how would you go about proving it?
28: Well, I mean, that is up entirely up to the claimants. I would have thought that's entirely up to the claimants. It's
9: up to the claimants.
28: Yeah. What do they have to do to prove it? Well, I, well, like you, like you do in
9: any case in law, you have to prove it. Okay. And um, what would they? How would they prove it, Peter?
28: I don't know. Right. But we, we, there are so many things flying around in in the air, if you like, in the ether. I mean, what? we don't know. People don't know for sure. I know it's more than probable, but that's not... You can't convict anyone on probability.
9: OK, but if it's found out that they they were abused...
28: Well, then they should get a conversation, sure. OK. No doubt whatsoever.
9: But what about... What because some people have, have complained already, haven't they, and been ignored? Yes, but complain complaint is not proof. Right.
28: <laughs> I mean, we're we're talking about law here, really. Yeah,
9: yeah. And and you know, it's a difficult thing to prove, isn't it? Though the abuse of a child. Wow. Well, even if even if it happened, uh, you know, a month ago, it's still difficult to prove. It's slightly easier if it happened a month ago, yeah, there'll be in physical the last, evidence. But in the,
28: in the last year, yeah, we've had so many allegations against different people that have fallen apart.
9: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yep. It's an interesting one, isn't it, Peter? Absolutely. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much indeed. I don't know the answer to this one. I don't, how are they going to prove it? I mean, there, there are some ways... I think there are some ways they can prove it if, if you know... If 50 people can... I don't want to go into too much detail. Can identify, for example, a specific mark on a s- specific private part of his body.
11: Or I guess that now the systems are better. In the days when these things would have been reported in the first place, it was all down to... The, the records would have been kept on cards and there was no sh- showing when someone looked at them and whether they'd cross-checked <laughs> them. I wonder if, if the stories tally. Well,
9: they're, 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 they're reading when it was in the papers... What was it, last year? Um, th- th- yes, there were there were accounts. He so had, like, a little cubbyhole, didn't he? I not want to go particularly go into it. But there'll
11: but be things that only those people know, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh,
9: 08459 four double five five double five double five five double five. your gut reaction, please, to the advert that's in the papers. Um, and uh, Just follow up with your gut reaction, and, and, and then we can kind of work from there. Now, a group of uh, neighbours... Um, A group of Luton neighbours have been sharing their flats with rats for almost a decade. We've been asked to look into the problem by someone concerned that nothing is being done to stop them using sewage pipes to getting into the council properties in Pond Close. Apparently they're running around inside the walls and popping up in kitchens and bathrooms. Nikki Woodbridge lives in Pond Close. Morning, Nikki. Good morning. How do you cope with it? Um, It's a case of having to, I suppose. Got no choice. What, what, how often do you see them, and what's it like living with them?
29: They are not very often seen, apart from, of course, the droppings. But it's more the noise they make as they're running through the floorboards in between the floors.
9: And wh- how often do you hear this noise?
29: Quite a lot, especially at night. Oh. Like a herd of elephants running across the ceiling with tap shoes on.
9: Oh blimey! That must. Be, I've 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 been in places where they've got mice and rats, and it is just. It's such an unpleasant noise, isn't it?
29: You can hear the claw marks, especially oh. when they're scratching.
9: What impact, Nikki, is it, is it having on you personally?
29: Um, it's not just me; it's my neighbours as well. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, we're worried about repercussions from the council because we're actually doing this. They've all asked me to speak on their behalf.
9: Oh. Hang on, hang on. Repercussions, what, because you're talking to us on the radio?
29: Yeah, we're a bit worried about it, so... But something's got to be done, so at the end of the day we've got no choice. Um, I've got a neighbour who's on heavy sedation, because she cannot sleep at all. I've got another one who basically sleeps a couple of hours a day instead of overnight time, and she's a pensioner. Um, We've all got medical issues. Three of us have got breathing trouble. And including myself, and it's just getting ridiculous. It is affecting our house, we're getting stressed out,
9: which, for some of the conditions we've, we're on, we shouldn't be do doing. When you speak to the council, Nicky, what, what well, first of all, how long has this been going on for, would you say? About eight years. Eight years. And when you speak to the council, what do they say?
29: They send pest control out, which is a very nice gentleman who does
9: try and help. Yeah. But it's... I'm not exactly helping. And what does he do? Just put down a few bits of poison? A couple of traps? Yeah. No, it. he
29: doesn't put the traps down, just poison. Oh. We've had to buy the traps ourselves. Oh. And how often does he come out? Um, the last time he was out was last week. Because they decided to choose through my U-Bend under my sink.
9: Oh! No, no, no,
29: no, no. Yeah, you turn the tap on and you get flooded. <sighs>
9: and that's so he came last time. week. When was, how long ago before that did he come? Um, November. OK, so that, so it, it's not a regular thing. Because I don't know if you heard earlier on, Nikki. we spoke to a, to a pest controller who said that you've got to go bigger than this. You've got to get cameras down the sewers to see where they're getting in, block up those holes, um, and you've got to work, you know, kind of from the ground up. Have they done anything like that?
29: We've had cameras down the sewers twice, and they've put smoke tests down there. Yeah. Apparently there is a problem with the drains of the sewers, but nothing has been done. Although oh. funding, I have been informed, funding has been approved.
9: Oh, that's good of them, isn't it? Yeah, but
29: there's no sign on when it's
9: actually going to be done. Nikki, I I I, I don't know what to say. On d- d- your have, listen. we' we'll, today we'll put a call in to the council. I'm sure we've we've put a call in already at some point, have we? What we're going to do is we're
11: going to get the consumer champion on it. Jonathan Vernon Smith. <laughs> we're going to We're
9: going to oh. double team it. We're going to we're going to hand this to the professional, Nikki. If anyone can sort this out. Uh, it's JVS. He's very, very good at dealing with councils, dealing with bureaucracy, and uh, getting people—well, giving people a kick up the backside, basically, is what he does, isn't it? So, yeah. so, so that's the plan, is it? Yeah. JVS is going to run with this. The
11: truth is, we we're both interested in this story, so yep. we, we've shared it between. Beautiful. He's the one that's going to get results.
9: Oh, Nicky, in that case, in that case, listen, I, I, I can't promise he'll fix it, but you're in—you're in the most secure set of hands you could—you uh, could find. Oh,
29: thank goodness for that,
9: Nikki. Do keep in touch, and we'll, we'll keep in touch as well, and, and, and let us know how it goes, won't you?
29: Yeah, but ringing them in November, yeah. and but when I rang them last week, yeah. they've been out since. It hasn't just been on and off. They do come out every fortnight once we've run them for a while, okay. because we're worried now about when they did my bathroom and changed it into a wet room for me. Yeah. They found dead skeletons underneath my bath.
17: And we've now got,
29: yeah, oh, we've okay. now got the problem as well oh, of the decaying bodies oh, in no. the walls, which are bringing flies and other oh. So we've had to go out and purchase things to kill those with oh, and dicky. traps. And the gentleman upstairs from his desk, his electric has been tripped twice, two or three times. And my mum has had to go upstairs because I can't get up there to sort
9: it for him. Well, as we sp- as we heard earlier on, okay. it's, it's a fire hazard as well if they're going around eating wise. Nicky, listen, uh, I, I was unaware that JVS was, was, uh, was picking this up. Excellent. Excellent. You'll be completely, you know, if anyone can sort it out, it's Mr. Jonathan Vernon of the Smith. You know, imagine, imagine working in like a garage, right, or um, uh, uh, for a council or you work in a shop and you get the phone rings one day and you answer it. Yes, hello, it's Jonathan Vernon-Smith from... Be- oh, flipping heck. What would you, what would you do? You just need do d- as he says. Oh, me sorry, Me sorry. no one live here, bye. I
11: can't believe that one. Do you remember then?
9: Yeah, <laughs> that's what they the did, isn't it? Or you just go, yes yes, 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 Jonathan, what, what do you want? OK, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. It's, it's what you've got to do, isn't it? I'll do it. I think
11: it. if you recognise that something... Sometimes, to be honest, sometimes the consumer is the nightmare.
9: Oh, they're, sometimes their chances, yeah, definitely.
11: But in many cases, they've just not spoken to the right person. All you have to do is show that you care, show that you're interested, show you're sorry make be, it better. I'll be
9: honest as well. I, and I've found this. I don't know if you guys have found this. There are three little letters that speed things up so much. J-V-S. <laughs> no, 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 no. BBC. Yeah. So I quite often, I, you know, if, if I'm having trouble, I'll, I'll switch from my uh, Yahoo email to my BBC email. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We'll sort that out. And it's great, but it shouldn't be like that. Everyone should get the same treatment. Have you have you, you, you noticed that, Matt, the BBC it's very simple for people to remember, isn't it? BBC. Yes. No. The, uh, have you?
11: Um, we can't possibly comment on that. We'd get in trouble for doing that.
9: Okay. Just wink three times. Oh, <laughs> of course we couldn't. But it's funny, isn't it? I and mean, that's kind of part of the power of the JVS powers. He says BBC. Oh right. Okay. Anyway, I'm glad that he's in charge of it. Oh wait. Four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds,
15: hearts and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise, two lanes are closed between Junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4 and 13 for Staines after an accident. It's causing queues to before Junction 15 for the M4. That's really going to add to the normal morning delays where there are already queues between Junction 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40. The M1 northbound looking heavy on the speed sensors between Junction 7 for Hemel-Hempstead and 9 for Redbourne. Also the A1M southbound struggling between Letchworth and Stevenage. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.16,
9: it's uh, Tuesday the 22nd of April, I'm Ian Lee These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio People in Luton say the council have left their block of flats infested with rats for almost a decade Victims of Jimmy Savile are being advised to claim compensation within the next few weeks And some children in Stopfold have been told they haven't got a place in any of the town's three primary schools
5: BBC Three Counties Radio
15: Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. you told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I
4: spent
22: the whole year trying to get into classes of music. I took the four season.
15: Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on, he claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. If
29: insulin keeps my son alive,
16: OK? If he doesn't inject,
29: he'll die.
15: Roberto Peroni. And I
0: just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself.
15: Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
5: This is Ian Lee.
9: BBC Three
5: Counties uh. Radio.
9: You'll sort those rats out, won't you? Oh, yes. You'll sort the rats
6: out. Someone needs to go around with a big gun. <laughs> I wonder what it's like
9: tasering a rat.
6: Well, whatever kills them, I don't care. Yes. Oh, I'm I'm all up for for execution of rats. When I lived in London, um, I lived uh, next door to a convenience store. Oh, dear. And uh, Mr and Mrs Patel, they were my landlords. Yeah. And they had rats in the shop. And the rats got into into our kitchen ceiling and you'd be sitting there having your cornflakes uh, and you'd feel oh across no, the ceiling no no and no. there were loads of them so i complained i said to mrs patel you've got to get rid of these rats they're ruining my enjoyment of my my property so she came out and she got this diy poison yeah. It was like the Bloomin' Pied Piper had been the next day. I went out in the back garden, just dead rats everywhere. <laughs> Mrs Patel's that's what they want to get in Lucia, get Mrs Patel round there <laughs> with her big bucket of poison. Oh, dear, how horrific. Horrible, horrible thing! Everywhere. And I said to her, I went into the shop, I said, Mrs Patel, the garden's covered in dead rats. She said, well, you told me to kill them. I said, well, what are you going to do with them now? She said, here's a bucket, you can go and pick them up. I said, I'm not picking them up.
9: <laughs> I had to pick up a dead vole. Ugh in my house the other day, and the way I did it was I got kitchen roll and just rolled it, rolled it, rolled it, rolled it, rolled it around my hand, pretty oh. much using up half a kitchen roll. Yeah. So I got, like, a kitchen roll glove and then was kind of able to... Yes, I don't like touching dead animals. You
6: know when I drove into that uh, pheasant and it got stuck in the front of my car? Yes, yes. And I couldn't get it out. I had to get a man to come and get it out of my car. I just couldn't... Oh, it was all, all mangled up. Can you get a hose? A really high-powered... One of those jet washers. Oh, and blast the poor thing out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do It was dead. Yeah, but it was still, you know, it was only freshly dead. It was still warm. <sighs> Particularly after it's been stuck in the front of my radiator
9: grill. Hope you're enjoying your breakfast, guys. What's on your show this morning?
6: Well, coming up on this morning's big phone-in, we're, we're picking up on a story that's kind of been lurking around this weekend over Easter. I'm asking, was David Cameron right to say Britain is a Christian oh, country? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Buckinghamshire author Terry Pratchett has co-signed a letter to the Daily Telegraph saying David Cameron was wrong to call Britain a Christian country in, uh, in his Easter message. Now, this letter was signed by 50 notable writers. Do you see all the names on it? Quite a, quite a number of. Very I've, notable I've not people. seen
9: the names. I've, I've heard of this letter. I don't know who signed it. Uh,
6: a number of well known people, including the comedian Tim Minchin. Uh, and academics, argues that Britain is in fact largely a non-religious society, with 65% of people now describing themselves as non-religious. Well, in response to the letter, Downing Street has stated that the Prime Minister is proud that Britain is home to many different faiths, but the fact remains, Mm. it is a Christian country they have said. Well, I want to know your thoughts on this this morning from 9. Was David Cameron right to say that Britain is a Christian country? 08459 555 Oh, you're thinking.
9: I am thinking. There,
6: shall uh, I tell you my thoughts? Th- on that, yeah. I'll tell you my thoughts. Yeah. We've just had an Easter holiday. Yeah. We have an Easter holiday, don't we? Because this is a Christian country, and we celebrate the Christian holidays...
9: Yeah, but we're, we're celebrating more out of tradition now, aren't we? I went to, I'm not religious uh, particularly, uh, but I went to church on Palm Sunday just because it was a nice day. And it was a nice church. It's the church I, I got married in, and I got married in a church. I'm not, anyway. And we went in there, and it was Palm Sunday, which I think is kind of a big deal for Christians. It's a huge church. There were 11 people there. Mm. It was empty. Uh, and it, it, I don't know. It's a good one, that. it's it's, 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 it's Pause for thought. Oh, it's not
6: yeah. often you're stumped. Well, hopefully Beds, Hearts and Bucks won't be stumped, because from nine this morning, was David Cameron right to say, Britain is a Christian yes. country, I'd love your thoughts on 08459 four double five five double five. please? If they're stumped, it's going to be an awkward hour for it's you. It's going to be a very quiet hour, with me
15: just <laughs> pondering.
9: <laughs> well, well, I'll be listening with intent. Across Beds, Hearts
5: and Bucks.
15: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Kenny Redbourne, I'm no apologist for Savile, but to play devil's advocate, a little, uh, in theory, there is no reason why he shouldn't be tried posthu- posthumously. So at least the evidence can be properly tested. Many people who are on the run are tried in their absence. Kenny Redbourne, I don't know. well, I guess this, in some ways, is kind of would be a posthumous try. Why do I t- you try saying it? Posthumous. No, you said posthumous.
11: I think that's how you pronounce it. No,
9: it's th. It's a th. It's posthumous.
11: I thought it was posthumous. All right, yeah.
9: You're thinking, no, that's when you've um, had a Greek supper. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. yeah? Yeah? OK. Posthumous? Posthumous?
11: Posthumous, I think it is.
9: Posthumous.
11: Wouldn't this make the um, victim suffer more, having to go through a trial posthumously?
9: Well, if they did it posthumously, I don't think so. It would be them saying, "Look, have a look at me. Look at me. This happened to me. And I'm owning it.
11: But not everyone deals with it that way. Then
9: they won't, those people, I guess, won't go through it, posthumously or otherwise. 08459 455 Elaine's in Corby. Morning, Elaine. Good morning. What would you like to say?
0: I'd like to say, um, as a lady that's been through this before, and I'm in my 40s, that the compensation of £60,000 would be welcomed uh, for ladies who have gone through this abuse. And, yes, the evidence has to be clear and, you know, factual. But the scars, the emotional scars, the physical scars, for 30 years, 20 years, it does play on people's minds. So I think it's very important. It's a very sensitive subject. Mm. And people are on the bandwagon. But I think in the end of the day, those who have been absolute horrific victims in hospitals all in the BBC have to get compensation.
9: I'm just trying to find a text I want to read to you um, that we got sent in earlier on. You may not have heard. It's anonymous. Why didn't Savile's victims come forward when he was still alive? Suspicious. Now, I think I know the answer to this, Elaine, but I wanted someone else to phone in with the answer.
0: Well, my experience is uh, my abuse was 30 years ago when I was a child and then I've lived with this experience all my life and then it took me a whole year in counseling, due to a bereavement, and then everything else came out, that I had this underrooted problem, and it is a very, very big problem for ladies in this country that have been abused many, many years ago. And in the end of the day, you know, you do suffer.
9: And if, if you don't mind me asking, Lane, if I ask anything that's inappropriate, t- tell me to jog on. But have you had um, d- d- kind of a, a legal retribution? Have you had, you know, a full stop if, if, if to your story, as it were?
0: Well, my story is um, I moved back to the town where I was abused and I kept on seeing the man and I didn't have his name. I got back to the police where it was reported when I was younger and there were no uh, police records. So... You know, I couldn't do anything, but if it was a famous person, and I have worked in media, I'd be petrified because of the position in power that Jimmy Savile had, and you don't want to be a troublemaker.
9: So, sorry, you went to the police saying, look, this this fella, the fella over there, he abused me 30 years ago, and there was nothing they could do?
0: No, my mum took me to the police station at that point and I was examined. The gentleman was let off.
9: This is when you were a child? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, there's no no further conviction. I can't do anything about it. So for the young uh, ladies at 16 and 15 and the people that were in hospital beds, I think they should be getting compensation from... If it was done on the BBC property, the BBC should be accountable for it, and the hospitals so compensation should be coming from those corporate um,
9: places. I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but why do you think, if, if for example, someone was abused in Stoke Mandeville, Stoke Mandeville should pay for it? Why, why do you think that if someone was abused at the BBC, the BBC should pay for it? What, what, what's your thinking behind that?
0: Uh, because they were the responsible people who had and hired um, Jimmy Savile as a professional person within their company, so their conduct should have been on a professional situation and not in dressing rooms or in the hospital, which was the nurses and the doctors who knew that Jimmy Savile was doing this and it was all hushed up, you know, they had a code of conduct too. Um so I think we have to look on corporate levels. Children in need knew that he was um an abuser and would never hire him. So, you know, there's a lot of people in a lot of higher positions that knew about this. And I think You know, I understand the family is a state um, and £60,000 going out of pockets of his children or his nephews or whatever is an issue. But I tell you what, going on a holiday, having spa treatments, getting your self-esteem back, your confidence back after something like this is, you know... It does
9: help. Catherine uh, mentioned earlier on that she would, uh, th- th- and it's, it's impossible, isn't it, for us to put ourselves in, in that position, but would feel uncomfortable spending uh, uh, that kind of money. You, you, dis- you, you don't agree with that. For you,
0: um, for me, if I was going to get even twenty thousand or thirty thousand, it would be kind of. Um, treat me situation get my confidence back get my self-esteem back maybe go for more counseling there are other groups uh, which is national um, association for adults that have been abused there's a lot of things that you can do with the money and if you have been seriously abused and have been affected for 30 years at the age of 45 plus or 40 you know there's things that you could spend that money on
9: Thanks for your time and your caller this morning, Elaine. I really appreciate it. OK, thank you. Thank you very much. Elaine and Corby. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call on that. Um, very quickly, let's do this email from Anne in St Albans, which kind of takes... Um, Uh, A slightly different slant. I have reservations about the victims, in inverted commas, of Savile claiming compensation from the Savile estate. Firstly, however obnoxious he may have seemed, and assuming that even some of the accusations against him are true, there is no proven evidence of his guilt beyond all reasonable doubt. His trial was a trial by media at which he was found guilty on all charges, but with no real evidence heard against him. And of course, no defense heard at all. To me, it would seem difficult to award compensation without real proof. Equally, it seems realistic to, to assume that some of the heinous deeds he is assumed to have committed will be exaggerated by some of the accusers in pursuit of financial compensation. I think that to a real victim of Savile's, money would be of little meaning. I'm glad I'm not the judge in this. Well, Anne you you say that, and then you just hear Elaine's call that actually the money would be of a significant meaning. 8459 455 555 It's coming up to 8:30. Let's get the travel.
15: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti clockwise between junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4 and 13 for Staines, two lanes are closed following a serious accident, causing queues to just before junction 15 for the M4. That's really going to add to the normal morning delays this morning, as there are already queues between junction 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40. The M1 northbound, a heavy going between Junction 7 for Hemel-Hempstead and 9 for Redbourne. That's after the Highways Agency dealt with a broken down car earlier. And the A1M southbound, very heavy between Letchworth and Stevenage at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
15: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
16: This
5: is BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: past eight, I'm Lee The headlines, people who live at a block of flats in Luton have been living with rats for almost a decade. They say the council has found a problem with the sewers in Pond Close, but it hasn't been fixed. People who say they were abused by Jimmy Savile are being advised to apply for compensation over the next few weeks. Adverts in some of today's papers tell victims how they can make a claim. The number of people known to have died in the South Korean ferry disaster last week has risen to more than 100. Nearly 200 more people are still missing. Parents in Stotfold are unhappy their children haven't got into any of the town's primary schools. Around 20 families have missed out on a place at all three schools. The weather will be cloudy with rain this morning but turning brighter this afternoon. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town lifted the conference trophy after their 4-1 win against Forest Green. Andre Gray scored his 30th goal of the season to cap off a good day at Kenilworth Road for manager John Still.
19: 30 goals, 100 goals for the club, on line for 100 league points. It's fantastic, so an unbelievable day, yeah, great day. And not only a great day, but a good performance, football was good. He's very emotional and I'm very proud.
1: Stevenage have been relegated from League One after losing 3 1 at home to Bristol City. Watford's championship playoff hopes all but over after the Hornets lost 2 1 at Queen's Park Rangers yesterday. Watford goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain knew it was going to be a challenge.
21: I think we controlled the game uh, for a lot long periods but uh, just couldn't get that elusive second goal uh, which would have possibly put the game to bed. And with uh, that in mind, you're always wary that uh, with their quality that they are going to maybe pop up and take a chance or two and uh, that's what happened.
1: In League One, MK Dons drew two all at home to newly promoted Brentford and Wickham lost one at Fleetwood in League Two. There's mounting speculation that Man United's on the verge of sacking manager David Moyes. Our football correspondent Mike Ingham has been trying to put his finger on why he struggled at Old Trafford.
3: Maybe the fear factor disappeared, things that were said and things that have happened in the last nine months that could never have been tolerated under Sir Alex Ferguson. I mean, Rio Ferdinand coming out and talking about not being given the team on the Friday. Robin Van Persie talking about other players getting into his space. Chris Smalling's indiscretions, well and cleverly, lack of judgement after the Champions League exit as well. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson's mantra was complete control. He, he really was the last of the old school. And finally, there's
1: been an upset at the World Snooker Championship with Michael Wosley beating the world number two Ding wei in his debut appearance. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock.
9: Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. You just missed a really good stretch there, guys. We've been talking rats this morning. We'll be taking your calls as well uh, between now and 9 o'clock on the the Jimmy Savile Compensation. There's a big advert in some of the papers. Your gut feeling. And uh, 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 my gut feeling has shifted and is now kind of um, partly because of speaking to Elaine and hearing Elaine's story who was a victim of abuse 30 years ago and she's uh, explained I thought quite well why uh cash is actually a significant factor in in the healing process and she wouldn't have any qualms is qualms a word yes she wouldn't have any qualms in uh, I said it I thought she wouldn't have any qualms in spending The money that she'd got from her abuser, although she's not, she can't do anything about it now. He's 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 gotten away with it. And the
11: initial records were lost, which of course may have happened in this case too. Yeah,
9: it's crazy. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We've also been talking about rats. Residents from Pond Close have been telling us. Oh, telling us some. Flipping horrible stories. I mean, it sounds disgusted. Disgusting. Earlier on in the show, we spoke to David Westcott from A1 Pest Control in Luton. He agrees that something needs to be done to tackle the problem.
25: We're called the rat capital of Europe. Uh, there's more rats in Luton than anywhere else on the planet, I think, because we're not what? putting sufficient poisons down oh, in dear. the quantities oh, that we were before. We're called the rat
9: capital of Europe. What? Oh, dear. That bit wasn't recording. That was me. Well, we've sent our own rat. Ah, uh, Hey, uh-huh. okay. big yeah, seller. Justin Dealey. Uh, you've been out in Luton. Luton is the rat capital of Europe. Yes, yeah, I was in Paris at the weekend. It's <laughs> filthy there.
23: It is disgusting. <laughs> no, apparently, it's Luton, the rat capital of Europe. Quite a, quite a, a shocking stat, that. Yeah. Um, the Daily Mail last year, they ran an article. Their headline was, Luton, the town where rats don't even bother to hide no more so clearly uh, a problem in Lucent for years. I've been uh, just behind the out in Library Road there talking to people about rats in the town here's what people had to say. So on your way to work this morning lucent has been named as the rat capital of Europe as somebody who lives in the town. Are you shocked by that? No not really uh, if you have a look along the River Lee that runs underneath the town if you have a look around there then you'll find loads of them. Size of a cat? Just a little bit smaller than that not the size of a cat really.
3: Scary though aren't they? Uh, yes. Come on.
23: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Alright mate no problem. Claire, we're talking rats this morning. In this area, uh, how bad is it for rats?
13: Really bad. They come in the bins and try and get in the warehouse. And yeah,
23: I mean, have they ever crawled over your feet and things like that?
13: I've seen one in the warehouse running around.
23: How close? Quite close. <laughs> close enough? Yeah. <laughs> Madam Riluton this morning, um, have you ever known a town as bad as this for, for rats?
13: No, there's quite a lot around
23: How big are they? How scary
13: are they? Oh, they do run around and they do f- They're quite big
23: When's the worst time for rats?
13: Early in the morning Six o'clock? Oh no, earlier than that When it's all quiet, they come out
23: Cecilia's here, um, who's not breaking my heart this morning Cecilia, um, rats in And how bad is this problem?
13: In the town centre it is very bad Up and around, round green We're having a problem at the moment But hopefully somebody's going to be sorting it soon But when, we don't know.
23: So where we currently are right now, obviously problems elsewhere, where we currently are right now, how often are you seeing rats here?
13: I've seen two or three. What, this week? Yeah.
23: Yeah. How big are they?
13: Um, pretty big. (laughs) Scary, aren't they? I wouldn't like to meet them, um close to me, no. I mean, is it a
23: big talking point locally, people saying, you know, somebody's got to come in and they've got to sort this problem out because it's getting worse in this town?
13: It's been a problem for years. Uh,
23: have you spoken to the council at all yourself?
13: I've signed petitions about it. Um, I have spoken to them about it where I'm living at the moment, but nothing's been done yet. They lay traps, but then you don't see them for months afterwards. Mm.
23: So would it be... I'm not putting words into your mouth here. Would it be... Uh, Would it be unfair to say that the council has has let the people of loosened down over this issue? If you've been fighting for years, signing petitions and, and there's still a problem here, have they let the people down?
13: I think so. More money could be spent on dealing with the problem. So it sounds horrible,
23: Just. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, it's it's not the first time I've reported on this. And and every time we go out talking to people about rats in Luton, everyone seems to have a story. There I was this morning in Library Road. That's a good ten-minute drive away from Pong Close and those residents you've been talking to this morning. So clearly a major problem when it comes to rats in Luton.
9: Justin, two big football stories. Very quickly, because we've got lots of callers waiting for us, but Mm. we've just had it confirmed that uh, David Moyes has been sacked.
23: That's confirmed. Is it? That's confirmed
9: according to the BBC feed on the Twitter website that's so popular with kids these days. Um, BBC breaking news, Man- uh, Manchester United manager David Moyes has been sacked after ten months in the job. Shocking. He d- d- now, ten months doesn't seem very long. I don't know what a manager does, to be honest. I would have thought they could have just gone in with the old football team and still win. But surely you need a little bit of time to establish yourself. Well, well,
23: absolutely. Manchester United famously, of course, uh, back in the 80s, when they first employed Sir Alex Ferguson, um, he had a a terrible start to his career at Manchester United, but they gave him the time, and look what happened. He's gone on to be the most successful British manager ever. Um, I'm really shocked by that, because I thought, well, David Moyes, give him another season if it doesn't work out, then yeah, maybe it's time to to let him go. But but to sack him already, for me, that is just a a crazy decision.
9: How does how does it work? Surely, it, obviously, I'm, I'm guessing now. It's not a case of you just walk in and you pick up where Ferguson left off, and everyone, you know, Rio, you stay there, and goalkeeper, you stay there. How does a manager? How does what a manager do affect the, the gameplay?
23: I mean, it's, it's like any job. It's, it's like you when you came into the breakfast show. It was your job to kind of pick up from where the previous presenters oh were. Oh, man, and, I could pick and, it up right <laughs> off the floor, yes. <laughs> but, but but put your own slant on that and take it forward. Yeah. It's the same for David Moyes. He came in, he's taken over Ferguson's squad. Ferguson was always there. He recommended him. Um, if he needed advice, he could go to him. But for whatever reason, um, it's not worked out. David Moyes is a fantastic manager. And I'm sure that, again, in the near future, he'll get a another job and he'll prove that, but for whatever reason it's simply not worked out. Uh,
9: Very quickly Luton Town, Mm. So, what's happened? You know know I don't know anything about football, they've got through to the Premier
23: League (laughs) have they? Not quite, Ah. Uh, but if you talk to the uh, Managing Director uh, Gary Sweet, that is the aim, long term of course Luton Town, a former top flight club uh, were there back in 91 92 I last believe, but uh, yeah recently in in the last week or so they had been promoted to League 2 yesterday was the big promotion party so come August after A long five-year wait. The Hatters are finally back where they belong, in the Football League. Good times.
9: Good for you. And you posted some excellent pictures uh, of you uh, happy... uh, Dare I suggest a bit drunk as well on Facebook, is (laughs) that right? Maybe, maybe. Justin, good stuff. Speak to you later on. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Ah, we've been talking about schools, haven't we? And how people in beds, hearts and bucks... um, Well, they may have found out last Wednesday, last Thursday, that their kids weren't getting into the schools they were planning to go to. Lots of uh, d- d- stories about schools and parents in Stockfold. Well, Neil, Neil's in Stockfold. Morning, Neil. Neil, are you there? Neil. Neil.
30: Neil. Is it? You have not after Paul, are
9: you? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I might let me, <laughs> let, let me find out. Hang on. Am I after Paul, Matt? Uh Yes.
30: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be, th- be Neil.
9: No, uh, but Paul, <laughs> yes, Paul, I do apologise. You're in Stockfold. Is that part of the information I have correct?
30: It is. I think you might have most of the rest of it correct, yeah. Go on, tell me, tell me what's, what, what's happening with you. So, um, we are, uh, well, according to the council's own website, we are 303 metres away from uh, Rowcroft School. Um, but we've been refused all three schools in Stockfold and been shipped off to Langford. Now, is this the school that's about six miles away? It is.
9: Right, OK. It is. So it, it turns out well, it, your, your, uh, your daughter may know a few people there because everyone seems to be going there. <laughs> so if the council website is saying you're 300-odd metres away from the school... Yes. How can they justify sending you six miles away?
30: Well, when, when we phone the uh, appeals team, it's a bit of a... Uh, as you mentioned earlier, computer says no situation. They say that we're 940 mile, uh, metres away from the school rather ah. than 3. OK. So they refuse is, They refuse to... On, 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 on that grounds... So, you know, it's an area that somebody somebody along the line has made and uh, the option they've given us is where you, you have to go to appeal. So... You
9: have to wait until... Well, right. it, it sounds like there is a big community of people who are dissatisfied. We spoke to another gentleman earlier on who, who's faced with exactly the same problem, the, the, the school saying, actually, it's 900 metres away, not 300 metres away. So what's happening, Paul? Are you all getting together to try and, you know, to get a, a committee together? Or are you are you doing this separately so that you hope that your daughter will get to the top of the, the standby list?
30: No, 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 not really. No, we are we are getting together. There's a, there is a, a Facebook group, which is Stop Fold School Rejection that people are on and there are a number of uh, uh, i mean i know of at least 10 other cases where at the same school where where the council has measured the distance I- I- incorrectly and it's not just the odd, odd meter out here or there it's just hundreds and hundreds of meters so i would encourage people to get in touch with the council and, and, and put some pressure it may be that everybody at that school has been measured incorrectly every place that's been given you know who, who, who knows
9: paul thank you for that uh, alison's in stop and alison you've got a similar story have you
31: I have, yes, Um, although mine's not to do with Rowcroft School. Mine's actually Fairfield Lower School. Go on. Um, My son, he, well, our family live about 380 metres away from Fairfield Lower School, Um, and that's according, again, to Beds County website, and we've not got our place, and we've been sent seven miles to uh, Mepeshul.
9: Would you get a letter or an email telling you this?
31: Um, We had an email telling us that our three choices, which was Rowcroft, St Mary's and Fairfield, um, had been rejected and that they had a space for us at Mepeshaw.
9: What what was the atmosphere like in your house when that lovely email popped up?
31: It was actually my son's birthday day. (laughs) You can imagine, we were very upset.
9: How stressful (laughs) is it for you? I can hear it in your voice Um, that it's very upsetting.
31: It's very stressful. Um, I know that some people have got issues where they've measured the distance incorrectly, um, but in our case, it's just the case that the school is oversubscribed. I know of at least five or six of the people who live on Fairfield Park who didn't get into the school uh, because there's no other places at Rowcroft or St Mary. we were all being sent to Mepershaw.
9: And have you spoken to the school yet, Alison?
31: I have sent a letter to the headmistress and the governors last night um, and I've emailed everybody at Central Bed's um, so I'm just hoping that this issue is resolved and hopefully they put on um, some a class somewhere for all these people that haven't got a place.
9: And if they don't manage to do it, I guess you're stuck well, with going to a school that's seven miles away.
31: Well, I have a problem in the fact that my um, other son goes to nursery in Latchworth, which is completely in the wrong direction. The school they've offered us has no breakfast club or after-school club. Um, so, you know, we're completely um, in... I've got a major problem. We really don't know what we're going to do.
9: Would you keep in touch and let us know how things go?
31: I well, of course.
9: Yeah, you know, I can hear her upset you. I I, I wish you the best of luck with it. Thank
31: Thank Thank you. Thank you very
9: much. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. You could hear there how upset she was. Your stories doesn't have to be in Stockfold, Your stories of, of finding out your kids haven't got into the school that's just around the corner, and instead they have to go four, five, six miles. Oh wait, 455 double five, five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti clockwise, two lanes are closed between junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4 and 13 for Staines after an accident. Those queues are starting around junction 21 for the M1 now. Also, the M1 itself, northbound, very slow between junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and 9 for Redbourne. The London-bound carriageway of the M1 also struggling between 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. And in Hartford, on the speed sensors, the A414 queuing towards the centre of town from the A10. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you very much, Alice. What a lot of good phone calls you've had this morning. Really strong phone calls. Thank you. That's 15 minutes if you want to call in with your stories. I'll give out the number in a few minutes. It's 8.47. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of April. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. In the past few minutes, Manchester United has confirmed that manager David Moyes has left the club. People in Luton say the council's left their block of flats infested with rats for almost a decade. And victims of Jimmy Savile are being advised to claim compensation Compensation within the next few weeks. 08 455 four double five five double five is the phone number for your calls. I'll speak to you after we get the weather from Kate.
5: Beds, hearts, and bucks. Weather.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio.
26: Good morning. It's a rather grey and damp start to the new day. We've got some outbreaks of rain heading our way as well throughout the course of the morning really and into the afternoon. They're likely continue to continue on and off really for the rest of the day. Now they're likely to turn a little more showery the further we head through. We could get some brighter spells as well moving in. So potentially some sunny spells which in turn could spark off one or two heavy showers. Perhaps a rumble or two of thunder mixed in there as well. The maximum temperature they're getting up to around 16 Celsius. Overnight we lose the rain, the wind is light and we'll get some clear spells. That will lead to mist and fog patches developing in the prone spots. Minimum temperature down to 7 Celsius. A so much drier, brighter day tomorrow. The mist will gradually lift. We'll get some sunny spells. We may see a shower tomorrow afternoon, but hopefully we should say predominantly dry. Maximum temperature tomorrow is slightly warmer at 17 Celsius. And that's your forecast.
6: the BBC Local Apprentice Scheme. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I'm the presenter from 9 until 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I... Always wanted to work in radio. Radio is something that I have always loved. Now, if you or someone you know would love to work in radio, then the BBC Local Apprenticeship Scheme could be the perfect way. You'll get a 15-month paid contract and be based here at BBC Three Counties Radio. I first got into working in radio when I was 13. From that moment, I got in through the door. I learned how to answer the phones. I learned how to deal with the callers. And then I learnt how to do the technical equipment. And lastly, I learned how to interview people. For full details on how you can apply, go to
9: bbc.co.uk slash LAS Uh, A couple of texts on Jimmy Savile. There is an advert in the newspapers today, a couple of the papers, the Mirror and the Times are the only places that uh, we've heard about it, um, telling people if they want to uh, sue the Savile estate or claim compensation from the Savile estate, they've got to get in there quick. It tells them how to do it. I wasn't sure when I read it what my feelings were. Uh, my feelings are getting a little bit more shored up. And that was partly through speaking, uh, that we're getting an email from Kate and speaking to uh, Elaine, who Elaine was a victim of abuse 30 years ago. Uh, and she says, actually, the money would be a positive step in her recovery. I'm paraphrasing slightly, but I think that's the main thrust of it. 08459 four double five five double five. Um, Alan says, uh, fear, embarrassment, confusion. All stop cho- children who have been abused from reporting at the time. I reported one of the persons that abused me when I was eight. The same person was able to continue to abuse me for four years more. Oh. With regards to the Savile victims being able to claim... The uh, CICA rules... I don't know what that means. Rules, as I understand it, uh, does not have to be a conviction, only reasonable probability of that offence. Shocked police would not try and take up Elaine's allegation, that's the lady we spoke to, but guess there must be a technicality why they cannot revisit the original investigation. And Jake says, Some of Savile's victims were very young at the time. Why are we putting so much responsibility on them? As a society, we should be ashamed we let this happen to our children... Many talked about the fear of not being believed. They were right to fear this. Still many don't or won't believe them. And that's interesting because we have had people this morning at the time when this came out said, oh, yeah, well. Why didn't they come out at the time and say these things? Suspicious. I must say, why didn't they come out at the time and say these things? Suspicious. So they're not being believed now, are they? 20, 30, 40 years later, they're not being believed. There is a a question mark over what they're saying actually happened to them. So imagine being an eight-year-old and you're abused by someone who was, let's be honest, one of the biggest light entertainment stars this country's had. I know, I know, but he was, he was huge. Imagine saying to the police or a teacher or your mum, Jimmy, you know Jim will fix it. He, he fiddled with me the other day. It'll be hard for anyone to believe that, isn't it? Or you would hope a parent would, probably more now in enlightened times. In the seventies, I'm not so sure. I think in the
11: eighties it was still pretty yeah. difficult for people to come forward. Yeah. I, I have friends of mine who tried to report things, and they actually went to court in one experience, and they were told that the girls had got together and made it up. Yeah, you know, people were still spoken to in that way. Victims were still treated like that.
9: And people do sometimes make things up. They do, but it's a tiny, tiny percentage. I like, I, I, th- I believe it's a tiny, tiny percentage.
11: How could you look, let's just say, five little girls in the eye and say they've made something up? They, they shouldn't know about
9: that sort of stuff. 08459 oh, five, 455 double, 555 double, is the phone number. Neil's in Stockfold. Morning, Neil. Good morning. Neil, uh, what have you called in at... Oh, you are the Neil that we were trying to find earlier. <laughs> I do apologise. Neil, tell me your story. What's happened? Yeah, we live in, um, in Stockfold on the estate, uh, Greenacres
22: estate, where the road lower school is placed. And um, we've applied for that school as our first choice, being school in Catchment, and our second choice was the Fairfield Park Lower School, where our son is at that school currently. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, n- uh, neither school we've got into, and we've been offered a school in Langford, six miles uh, yeah, away. Langford, which is yeah, I actually hadn't heard of it until. <laughs> I saw, we saw are, the,
9: are there no kids in Langford? Because all the Stockfold kids are getting bussed out to Langford. So what, what, what's happening to the Langford kids? Well, it's just, you know,
22: it uh, makes a mockery of the whole, you know, the government saying you have a school choice. You clearly don't have a school choice. And the whole process of filling in an online form and parents, you know, the stress associated with that. Should we try this school? Should we try that school? We want to go to a catchment school. They might as well say, look, there is no choice. We'll tell you where there's a space available. But equally, the whole thing, and and you you see on the website, as all the other parents have, about catchment, it's all about catchment. It's now gone beyond catchment. It's not catchment. There's now a catchment within the catchment, because you're talking about, Mm. and people are all looking up this morning as we are, well, crikey, how many metres is it from our door to the school door? Mm. Um, Which is just ridiculous. All you expect, um, and reasonably expect, is your child to go to your local school, and I heard a lady earlier talking about the, you know, um, laying on transports. Um, and I think, as you rightly said, as many parents will say, you're not going to put a four year a four year old child no. in a taxi, no, um, because obviously, it's every parent's nightmare. And equally, the fact is, right, well, who's who is responsible from the minute that child gets in that taxi till it gets? It, it's just ridiculous. So. But equally, again, all these parents and everybody are all very frustrated because they're all saying, as we are, "Well, listen, you knew how many children were, are being born year on year."
9: Oh, it's an easy you, thing to pre- you
22: can pretty much b- b- predict it quite accurately. Of course, you can. And these new estates that are being built, again, you've got situations where you've got the, the, the Fairfield estate of the road, which is which is great. And like, say, our son goes there, and we're on this estate. You know, the, the, the council—I'm—I could be wrong here, of course, but I'm assuming the council have sold this land or you know a sizable sum i'm sure to make profit to these house builders the house builders are happily building hundreds and i think nearly a thousand houses and making huge profit but no point has anyone thought well look, actually hang on a minute if we're going to have a thousand houses let's look at the school because maybe people are going to want to move mm. to these areas because they're new, obviously um and allow and allow these spaces it's just in this day and age it's just unbelievable
9: neil uh I mean, I don't know what to... I'm hearing these stories. As a parent of young kids, I'm feeling very, very uncomfortable. Neil, thank you for your call. Dave's in Hemel. Morning, Dave. Dave? Dave. Hello. Hello, Dave. What would you like to say?
7: Yeah, um... I'd just like to point out a couple of pieces uh, so your listeners have got a bit of faith. About uh, two years ago, when the grandson was going to secondary school... Yeah. Uh... My grand, his sister went to the same, went to a school. I won't mention the school. No. Nothing but problems at that school. She had no, nothing but trouble all the time because she's ADHD. So my daughter made a vow that when the son was old enough, he would not go to that school. So uh, they... She kept getting letters saying he will go to that school. She said he won't. I'll end up not sending him to school. Oh. And in the end, we had she had to go to a tribunal with my wife, eight people sitting on a committee. She felt humiliated with all them people looking at her. And when the evidence was presented, my daughter was supposed to have had this information that letter this phone call that email the person that was in charge said nobody could present evidence on their side it was an absolute shambles and
9: what happened in the end dave just we're running out of time the,
7: yeah what happened in the end two days later my grandson got into Hemel School, the school of he, what he wanted to go to. fantastic.: So
9: there is hope at the end of the tunnel. For so you, if you fight if you it, stick stick for it. Yeah, stick for it. That's my motto. Dave, very quickly before I let you go, is it pronounced posthumous or posthumous: Posthumous: Oh, thank you, Dave. He's thrown another one in the mix, isn't he? Posthumous? <laughs> thank you, Dave. Good story. Stick what was, what was the motto there? Stick, stick, it, stick up it Pardon? Stick, stick to it Stick to it Keep fighting Well Matt Don't give up OK uh, He won't look at me And it's weird And you're doing hunched shoulders now <laughs> I'm holding
11: my earphones over my shoulders Matt
9: have we got you all week?
2: No oh. i off tomorrow And then I'm setting up Later in the week so OK well, no, I'm
9: off tomorrow Yeah what, Who have I got to um, Shake hands with firmly To get you back here On another morning I don't know You really are great fun. I don't know <laughs> Technically a bit incompetent He's not looking at me
2: I look, look at you, you look at you. Are you reading it off a screen? No, I'm not now, like not no, no, no. It looks like he's scripted it. <laughs> Nothing is scripted well, for Matt, this show, I've, is it? No. No.
11: Next no, time. It's not. <laughs> talking to scripts. Next time he comes on, can we give him an Alan Bennett to read? Oh
9: yes, we can. Matt, it's been a pleasure having you downstairs with us. Thank you very much indeed. Right, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
16: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there was an earlier accident between junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4 and 13 for Staines. All lanes have reopened now, but there are still delays back to junction 21 for the M1. The M1 itself, London-bound, very slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. And the A1M southbound still really struggling between Letchworth and Stevenage. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice.
9: Oh, that was good. Thank you. There's some really great phone calls this morning. Thank you. Makes a real difference, I think. I'm bunking off again tomorrow. I'm going to marvellous Edinburgh. I do apologise for being a part-timer. Justin Dealey will look after you, and I'll be back on Thursday. JBS up next. Ta-ta. <laughs> Local
5: and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks.
9: This is BBC Three
15: Counties Radio. Thank
6: you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone in, was David
17: Cameron right to say Britain is a Christian country? Buckinghamshire author, Terry.